welcome back to another all-new episode of the Partners in Crime podcast. As always, I am Alex. I'm Esteban. And we are back to finish, finally, the Star Wars franchise overview episodes. Finish. Kill it. Kill Bury it if you must. have to. Yeah. Or what, what is it? Bury it. Kill it if you must. Something As you can tell, I don't really that. know all that much of the sequel trilogy, and it, we'll get into okay. why. It's okay, bud. So, we, uh, for those who have seen and heard the other episodes, watched the Star Wars franchise. Again, we've done it many times, but we had a friend who wanted to rewatch them. We watched them chronologically, not in released order. Prequels. Rogue One. Original trilogy. We included Solo. And yeah, after, yeah. Just be, just because well, we did... Ha- it was kind of like for no reason. Well, actually, it was for a reason. It was for a One reason. of the... Um, One of our friends that wanted to watch it with us couldn't watch The Rise of Skywalker, not this last week, but the week before that. So we still wanted to get together, and so we ended up just incorporating Solo, which I'm glad we did. I never knew why we didn't want to initially, but apparently like Solo is our friends who wanted to watch them all is his favorite. Yeah. And that's all Star Wars movie. That's his favorite solo. Yeah, including all nine of the Skywalker trilogy. Yeah, it's we try not favorite. to let that guy in the house all too often. In fact, he told us that, and we let him watch the movie, and then we he kicked him out. Yeah. So anyways, we did our prequel review episode. We've done our original trilogy review episode. Now we will do the sequel review episode. Now Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. Now Rebels. No, So please. we will be doing the sequels today, and we'll be talking specifically about the Force Awakens, Episode Seven, Episode Eight. Do you want to go over Last Solo? Jedi, Episode Nine, Rise of Skywalker. Do you want to quickly chat about Solo? Yeah. Lead it off, big boy. I remember when Solo first got announced. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was a collective eye roll or groan. Yeah, groan. With just with with its reception because Ugh. you know they just got done. Spoiler alert for the sequel trilogy. They just got done with killing off Han Solo. Right. And I don't know if Disney had a idea to make a new trilogy or a new franchise with just the Alden Einreich version, who's the actor that played Han Solo, for you know that uh you know, for that character, but I remember first watching it, I was really bored first time around watching it yeah. and it it really wasn't a like all-encompassing adventure which I don't, I don't need star wars to be but it the stakes were sort of high for this movie i mean but not really mainly because this is a prequel to a character that we know will show up and the necessity of this character's motivation or character development um, I would argue wasn't really necessary because the character develop because character development and story is basically what changes this person from when we meet him to where they end up, and that can happen over the course of a single movie, or in, in a franchise or a trilogy like Star Wars with the characters. You know, Han Solo is very selfish. He's arrogant. He's kind of a jerk. At the end of the trilogy, he you know changes general he's a hero yeah i mean he's he he works more as a team i mean yeah he's with chewy and everything but chewy's just kind of like his 
right hand man type of their best buds. Yeah, but he's he embraces the idea of working together as a team, being a part of something bigger and better as opposed to, you know, on his own just doing these jobs to get cash to do the next job, you know. Right. Um and I felt look we got that, you know, character development in the original trilogy having going back to now an even younger Han Solo. It just kind of the 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 movie was really like trying so hard to do things that explains why they are the way they are you know why does he have a blaster why does he have dice why did he get the millennium falcon where you know why did this why did that like his name is han Solo. oh yeah the dumbest one at all of them yeah. i'm sorry i i remember w- watching that and i forget who i was with but i was like you gotta be kidding me did we, i thought we might have seen that together we probably did but i don't I know like it was dumb too. i remember i looked at somebody and um i i, I forget it was one of our friends, or I forget, but I remember I looked at this person and they looked back at me just like... I think it was me because I thought, I, to this yeah. day, I think it pretty much for those who, I don't know, I mean, I guess you could be listening to this without having seen Solo, but he has to get off the planet because of all these things that happened in the beginning. Because he's, he's part like, of a yeah. gang or a part of like a crime syndicate. Yeah, and he's on the run, but he got through like one of the gates to get on a ship, but his lady did not come with him, and so... They're looking for him, and he has to do something to get out of there. <clears throat> Anyways, he kind of, like, in the moment, enlists with the Empire. Mm-hmm. And so he says, what's your name? He said, Han. He says, what's your... Who's uh, your people? Yeah, who are your people? And he goes, I, I don't have any people. And he goes, hmm. Han Solo. As so the in, concept of... By himself. Yeah. The concept Stupid. of... The language of Spanish is in a galaxy far, far away, apparently. <laughs> I've heard that joke so many times, and it, it it is. I'm like, the whole reason Solo exists is because it's just a play on words that George Lucas thought it was cool. You know, it's just mm-hmm. th- there's there's no, I'm sure names like Chira Imwe or Dryden Voss, Dryden Voss. Like I'm pretty sure like those mean something in some type of dialect or vernacular. But I mean, Solo is just it, it's supposed to be that unspoken idea i mean not of the has to be but the way i interpret it is that so his name is just his name it doesn't really need to be anything right. you know so um I, I, and i know it's just one, mm. those things where people are like it's a space movie leave yeah. it alone but i'm well, like our friend jamie the one that likes that movie so much he loves that part yeah and not only that he i think loves he loves it because it everything else yeah all the things that we don't like He's yeah like, this part's so fun he just thinks the movie is so fun yeah um you know great cast i did like the cast you know after watching it because i've only seen it like three times now yeah. ever since it came I out i used to live with our friend and uh he would watch it every day he had it on a few different times <laughs> nice um that's the thing i've noticed about jamie he'll watch a movie like more often than not in this in the short time span yeah you know it's it's funny but my brother's name is also jamie yeah and they're very different to where my brother doesn't rewatch a lot of movies He's kind of a one and done type he of does, viewer. Yeah, he doesn't really like, especially in theaters. Ooh boy, he does not see movies more than once in theaters. No, yeah, Where I you think, and I, yeah. like, I've seen Batman four times. You've seen yeah. it three times. It's like I ain't got no problem with yeah. that. But it's a really good cast. Yeah, I mean, um, Alden Einreich is was 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 good. You have Amelia Clark. You have uh, Donald Glover. You have um, Phoebe Waller Bridge playing the droid. Woody Harrelson. You have Woody Harrelson. You have um, 
I just lost his name, but uh, Dry- Dryden Voss. Oh, Paul uh, Bettany. Paul Bettany, thank you. And then um, John Favreau voices an alien that's in in uh, Woody Harrelson's crew in the beginning. Um, I forget the actual- Tandy Newton. Tandy, thank you, yeah. Tandy Newton. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. uh, that, the chick from Westworld. Yes, the woman from Westworld. The, yeah, she is also in it in the beginning. Um, like a really solid cast overall. Yeah, and then um, you know the Chewbacca stuff is fun. Mm-hmm. It's a fine movie. It's just nothing like special to me. Yeah, it's um, it it was in that weird like part of the Disney Star Wars stuff where they they were like, well, we don't know exactly what direction we want to take Star Wars, so here's this animated show, Rebels. Here's uh, Solo. Uh, you know, they I don't think they had an idea. I think they were setting some, they were setting something up. Um, after the sequel trilogy concluded, they're like, well, we got to keep solo or we got to keep Star Wars going. We can't, you know, rely on Skywalker and, you know, Vader and all that other stuff. And, um, we got to move past it. So I think they were trying to keep some familiarity. And like I said, because yeah. I mean, the way this movie ends with, with kind of with a big, not big cliffhanger, but with a more, that, yeah. yeah, with a more, um, substantial cliffhanger. Um, at the end of the movie, again, spoilers, and this is your last spoiler warning for all of them because I hate saying hey, the word spoilers. This episode is full of spoilers. We are <laughs> going to be talking about Solo, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. Be spoiled or get out. Now, anyways, what did you think of that cameo at the end? Thank you, Alex. You're um, welcome. But yeah, so uh, Kira, I mean, the whole the whole um, um, idea of this movie is that Han and Kira are part of this crime syndicate. They have to leave Corellia. That's where Han's from. And um, while they're going through like Imperial customs, because again, the Empire is pretty established at this point. I think it's like 10 years. Something like that. Something like that after the events of Revenge of the Sith. And when they're going through the checkpoint, they get separated and we don't see it. it three years pass, like you said. Uh, Han joins the Imperial Army, becomes like a mud trooper or whatever. Well, he got kicked out of the academy for having a mind of his own. Oh, yeah. Which is the line that they included in the trailer. Yeah. Um, And then that's when he links up with Woody Harrelson. And then Woody Harrelson, um, you know, yada, 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 stuff, stuff, stuff. Plot, plot, plot. Yeah. Um, So now we get to the part of the movie where they have to um, steal something for Dryden Voss, which is kind of like the movie's big bad or, you know, main antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to steal um, an obtainium. I forget what it was called. It's uh, coaxium. Coaxium. It, coaxium is kind of like the fuel of Star Wars. That's kind of like it will, it's what allows um, a lot of ships to like go hyperspace. Yeah, yeah. And it's very volatile, so it has to be transported a certain way. Um, and Real so explosive. they need. Yeah, there you go. And so they have to go find you know these oodles and oodles of coaxium whatever and they have to pay off Dryden Voss anyway on Dryden Voss ship when they're making that deal we run into Kira again because Kira is part of this um, crime family and it turns out that Crimson Dawn Crimson Dawn and it turns out that I mean if, if anybody has watched Clone Wars and Rebels Crimson Dawn is the crime syndicate that uh, Darth Maul is actually um, a part of right. or he runs so at the very end of the movie we get this um, brief um, cameo dis- uh, uh, conversation between Kira and you know over the hollow 
hologram uh, Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. The most out of left field kind of cameo in a, in a while, I want to say. And um, doesn't really set anything up other than we know that we know that Kira is going to be doing something with Darth Maul later. Mm-hmm. But he, also, it she's seems supposed to come jo- go. He, he tells her to join him on Dathomir, right? Which is what his home planet, right? Um, so you just assume, yeah, they're going to be going and and if doing we, that. if we're talking about like chronologically where Darth Maul is, mm-hmm. um, after season eight, which was the last season of Clone Wars, right? He is being detained, I think, by the Mandalorians or by the Republic. I forget. I think it's the Mandalorians. No, no. It's the Republic because the Mandalorians help detain him. Right. And then they have to transfer him back to Coruscant. But mm. then in the the act of transferring back to Coruscant or transporting him back to Coruscant, Order 66 happens. And that's when Ahsoka Tano's like, hey, Darth Maul. Because Ahsoka Tano is escorting him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, we got to work together. You got to cause a distraction. So she basically sets Maul free because all the clones are turning on her. And that's the last that we see of Darth Maul, I guess, until. Until Rebels, too. Till Solo. And then after that, right. it's Rebels. Time, Timeline-wise, yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. And it's just kind of like, we. it's cool to see Ray Park and Darth Maul face again. Yeah, and then um, they had Sam. Um, not Worthington. Whit- Sam Whitmer. S- Sam Whit. He he's the man. Yeah, Whitman or Whitmore or something like that. He's the guy that voiced him in Sam in Witter or some Sweetie or something. Some, I, I forget. Yeah, something. Sorry, like that. Sam. He voiced him in the shows, um, and right. so it was Ray Park, but he was voiced over yeah. by by Sam. But yeah, and it's just kind of a random inclusion. Like we think something cooler is going to happen, and. Um, but it sucks because again, if you watch Rebels, Maul dies in Rebels. He he has a small part to play in Rebels, but I don't. That's why again, we'll get into more of this part. And actually, I think this is the last thing I'll say about Solo. But um, the Disney era of Star Wars content always seemed like it didn't have a clear, distinct roadmap. And this is what a lot. This is a critique that you hear from anybody that actually likes the sequels too that it doesn't have a through line or a linear story that we can go from point eight we got to get from here to here and it kind of seems like that with the other you know pieces of media because again i don't think if especially with such a huge character like ball that at first people really liked but he died so they had to make up a whole story arc for him in an animated show to bring him back Mm -hmm. And then he got really popular and people liked him a lot. And then they decided to kill that character again, officially this time, in an animated show. But then they decided to bring him back in a cameo, kind of setting up something bigger. So it just seems like if they were going to make Solo before Rebels, I don't think they would have used him in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Because Dave Filoni, I don't think, had anything to do with Solo. Yeah, I don't think so. So I think it's like the higher up, the you know, the brass over at Disney was like, you know, Maul for some reason. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think it was the, hey, he's really popular now. Let's something. Use, let's use him. Crimes, crime syndicate. Let's. Yeah. Because the original um, idea, um, or the scripts actually, that's. Uh, George Lucas had for 
a sequel trilogy if he was ever to make them was that the main villain would be a returned Darth Maul. And this would be kind of like the same thing. It's 30 years after the events of uh, the Battle of Endor and the second Death Star destruction. And um, Leia is now trying to become the new chancellor of the new Republic or the new, you know, prime minister or whatever, you know, the, the new head of the Republic. Kind of, you know, she's she's a general in the Disney era stuff right. and the official stuff, but in the Lucas, you know, script, um, George or uh, Luke is trying to recreate the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's having small successes with it. It's not fully realized and everything like that, like it is in Disney. Um, but um, there would be, I don't think it's Darth Talon, but there is like a Twi'lek um, like apprentice that Maul has. She ha- she's like red with like she has tattoos and everything, um, I th- and I think her name's like Darth Talon or something. I don't know. And he is head of a crime syndicate, mm-hmm. and he goes from system to system, you know, periodically picking up more allegiances and more people to fight his his um, his cause or whatever to you know world domination. I don't know. And then it would have been that basically, and it would have been you know the new fledgling republic, not fledgling, it, like the new like. Uh, Republic trying to find its footing after you know imperial rule for however long, going up against you know a Sith user that's trying to destroy it. So it would have been interesting, you know, and it would have made. I feel that would make more sense than this old guy that clearly died thirty years ago. <laughs> ha- was nope, everything was so we'll get we'll get into that anyway. But yeah, as far as Solo goes, it was yeah it, it for me I, I it, it would have been better if it was like a video game like Fall on Order. You know, yeah, I mean, or yeah, or, or a maybe book, a limited, you know, limited series, maybe something where you have to invest so much time and effort into mm-hmm. when you could invest, you know, because this the script was written by Lawrence and what's his son's name? Something Kasdan. So Lawrence Kasdan was one of the original screenwriters for Empire Strikes Back and a co-screenwriter for Return of the Jedi. It, it's Lauren. I want to say like Joseph mm-hmm. Kasdan or something like that, yeah. but him and his son came back for solo because Lawrence Kasdan did write the force awakens. Um, and then he came back for solo. And even then they were like, this is gonna be my last star Wars related thing. So the story is not so bad. I mean, it's, it's like a, it's like a quick side of, it's like the best that I can describe it is like it's DLC. Yeah. Really unnecessary. doesn't really help the overall story. A lot of like unnecessary things, you know, um, like in empire when the hyperdrive is broken, C-3PO is trying to work on it and he mentions briefly like it, it's kind of like one of those things that it just kind of throwaway line, throwaway line where C-3PO is just like your computer has a very interesting form of communicating and now we know that it's L337 or whatever her name is yeah. um, that's the brain of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, Phoebe so. Wallenbridge's character. Yeah. She, I mean she was annoying at first I but like then her. she's fine. She, yeah but like like Phoebe Waller-Bridge is funny. The yeah, droid was annoying for some reason. I don't know why. It just didn't work for me. But Phoebe Waller-Bridge is actually a really, you know, um, she's like awkward comedy, you know, right. like, like situational comedy. And I think mm-hmm. that's what they were trying to put in because apparently early on in this movie's development, it was rumored that there was a lot of um, issues with the movie. Um, Chris Miller or uh, Lord and Miller, the two guys that made the Lego Joe movie Lord. and... Uh, 
21 Jump Street, 22 yeah. Jump Street, known for comedy. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, yeah. They were originally the directors of this movie, and they were like pretty, I want to say more than halfway through filming it, um, when they were just abruptly fired uh, for creative differences. And it wasn't like they stepped away, they were fired, as a lot of reports say that they were fired. And um, there was rumor, rumors or reports that, you know, the the script wasn't good. Alden Ironreich's interpretation of Han Solo was like over the top. Somebody compared it to Ace Ventura, you know. So it was he, really he had to have changed a lot if that was yeah. true because his and that's that's why I say it's a rumor. Portrayal seemed like that. Yeah, but um, but apparently there was just some, you know, th- there was some miscommunication with what direction they wanted to take the movie and apparently Lord and Miller were just not doing it right. So um, that's when you bring in Ron Howard. He finishes his up. I do like, I, I remember I seeing a lot of crit- people critiquing the w- the look, like the cinematography of Solo. Mm-hmm. I really like it. It's very, it, it's more, it seems like it's, I, I don't know if it was um, filmed on it seems film. more tangible. Yeah, it doesn't seem as, you know, um, you know, s- green screens and renders and you know previsualizations and all that stuff. Like it looks like, yeah, you're right, more tangible. It just looks, it's kind of have has this like this hazy type of hue over it. It's it's, ri- it's a darker. It's yeah. really dark in some like not like in tone, but like in actual you know uh, look of the actual scene. Like it's mm-hmm. really dark. Like a lot of stark colors like when like they're when on the goes to, to meet Atlanta, Orlando for the first time yeah in the little yeah. casino dark mm-hmm. I remember kind of being like oh, really dark um Donald Glover I mean all right I mean he Lando was never that over the top and I know he's yeah, he added to what's it funny too. is all the Iron Reich I wasn't really you know and i don't think anybody was like oh this guy's gonna knock it out of the park because mm-hmm. there's no one that can really quite act like harrison ford he did a good job but i wasn't optimistic about his casting and then when i saw him i was like that's not bad i mean he got the essence he got the presence of han you mm-hmm. know he's arrogant and he's kind of a you know kind of a jerk which is where we meet yeah. han at the beginning of new hope you know because yeah. there was no way because there's a fine line between um you know it like doing a version of something and then just straight imitation or parody. You know what I mean? So I think he found a good middle. Donald Glover was actually the one I was excited about when they cast. Cause he's actually, a, you know, a, a pretty big star Wars nerd himself. So mm-hmm. he, you know, knowing, you know, if I was ever cast in a star Wars movie, I, I know I would be like, this is going to be my life now. I mean, that's pretty much how I am now, it but like, now. but you know, when, when I'm trying to interpret a character or whatever, I would really try to make sure like I fit into the, theme and, and the feel of star wars where i feel like more natural but donald glover's interpretation of lando was a little over the top at times you know kind of his you know the hey, way hey, he baby. talks you know like all right so we'll do it your way you know like it's like okay con- like billy d williams's way of speaking isn't putting on an act which is how he speaks so mm-hmm. it's he it, it's almost like he fell into that imitation category than an interpretation category which i mean again it didn't all at all times take me out of the movie but it was sometimes over the top but mm-hmm. yeah solo is just i mean if it to me I'll, yeah i'll put it this way we were gonna watch all the movies all the star wars movies and we were gonna leave solo out 
That's how I feel. And that's like my critique. And, my and you and I both movie. agreed on that too. Yeah. We're like, we can skip solo. It's not so important that we watch it. But yeah. I would say my favorite part about it is probably Chewy. I mean, I do like, um, I'm trying to think of a, my favorite part of the movie. Probably, you know, I like the kiss, like the train scene was probably the best scene. Mm-hmm. I liked the castle run stuff. Yeah, the castle um, run was cool. Um, I liked, you know, Han meeting Chewie. Yeah. It was fun. There's like um, bits and part of the movie, but not mm-hmm. the movie as a whole that I like. Yeah. You know, so. Agreed. All right. Well, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this review. Let's so. Start. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. What was your, what, what did okay? What was your hype building up to this movie? I mean, I was pretty excited. Um, being that I was an adult now, you know, right. and the prequels when they came out, the last one came out, and I was thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. So I mean, it was cool being like a, f- a full grown adult, right? Having them come out and like being able to get like really hyped about it. I remember when the first trailer for The Force Awakens dropped, and obviously it it views upon views upon views, you know. Uh, And I remember you and I were already friends at this point, so we were... Yeah. We, and, you know, me knowing you're a huge Star Wars fan, I was like, dude, the Star Wars trailer's out. Have you seen it? Obviously, I'm I'm sure you had. Um, You know, I remember thinking the first trailer looked really cool. Uh, I remember, you you mean, you see Ray, or not Ray, you see Poe with, the lightsaber in that one. Yeah. Um, you don't, you only see Kylo's lightsaber. So, you know, we got that cross guard shot, you know, where lightsaber yeah. lights up and then you get the cross guard and everyone's like, Whoa, yeah, that's super cool. I think overall having watched that one in theaters, uh, that, I mean, I watched all three in theaters, but like after watching that one, that would, that the F- force awakens was the first, probably the only one of the sequels where I was like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That was what I expected. Mm-hmm. That worked for me. That was good. Let's see where the rest of this goes, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it had, you know, it has some fun moments. It's probably my favorite realistically of the sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they nothing amazing is done in 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 these sequels. They do a lot of fan service, a lot of rehashing of stuff, right? A lot of because um, a lot a lot nostalgia, of nostalgia, you know. Yeah, a lot of people said it was pretty much a soft reboot of A New Hope. I mean, a lot of the same cues and yeah, basically. it's very New Hope ish. I will say that when the just like I I knew when the um, trailer came out, it was a year prior because this was the first Star Wars movie that was coming out in December yeah. rather than it being in the middle of yeah, um, summer, summer season, which was, yeah, or movie season, which is summer. Um, it came out the 25th of November, 2014. And I only remember it because that was the last time I had all my family over mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. at our house that we hosted. And I remember it came out really super early in the morning and I ran upstairs. I didn't even run to my room because I think my uncle or my aunt were sleeping in there. So I ran up to my sister's room and I just like closed the door and I watched it on my phone. And I was like, and I think the the, the hype for me was, re- I really kind of went overboard on the hype. You know, I, I got really, really excited about, because it was a Star Wars movie. You know, mm-hmm. we haven't had a Star Wars movie since I was a kid and that was in, you know, 
10 years prior um, or nine years at that point. And, you know, I, I like star Wars, but only as they came out. But now, like you said, as an adult, it's, it kind of hits differently. And that's why people, you know, they go to Disneyland and, and, you know, as adults, exactly, you know, kind of experience it and like, Oh my God, this is so special because this was so nostalgic. And, you know, the, the trailers for the first, you know, the force awakens were fantastic. They were super great. Whoever did the trailers with that flip shot of the millennium Falcon. Yeah. 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 Like, and everything was like, it was new, but it was also very familiar. So it was that blend of both where your anticipation keeps building with, cause they didn't, there was no dialogue scenes from any of the characters other than, uh, uh, general, general Snoke, um, <laughs> Supreme leader Snoke or, right. um, or in Finn's breath, you know? R- right. But, but I mean, like, it. I mean like dialogue between characters, there was right. nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get Daisy Ridley's character. I'm not gonna go over the whole trilogy, but yeah, we get instances. I remember when uh, everybody saw. I remember there was a big, not a big controversy, but there was, you know, like a question is like, there's black stormtroopers. Yeah, and I feel like I'm not. I wasn't really. <laughs> we never saw a stormtrooper. We never saw a stormtrooper with their helmet <laughs> they could off. Could all be that. <laughs> and but but well, that's what I'm saying is like I'm more intrigued as to why his helmet's off. You know, is this a main character that, you know, usually in the Star Wars steals stormtrooper out, uh, armor or outfit and tries to do something? Or is this an actual stormtrooper and he's defecting or whatever? That's more, in- that's the question I'm kind of, not the fact that he's black, you know, <laughs> that wasn't the main, like, I remember people had this, not an issue with that, but that was like one question that, you know, got brought up a lot. Um, but yeah, he has... Uh, I think the best part of that trailer was the cross guard lightsaber and everything. But I just remember my hype was so big. Like I went to, I think you went with me. They had the, I mean the hype around it, not just for me, but for the entire world. I think that's why I was so like excited about it. Cause everybody was involved in it. Everybody Mm -hmm. was anticipating it. Like there was force Friday, which was the release of all the new merchandise and toys. I think we went to like toys R us. I went with you for each of them for, yeah, I think we went twice for, Force Awakens and then Rogue One and then yeah. I was like, okay, this is kind of dumb. Yeah, I and went with you just because you liked it. Well, just like it was something to do because it was like mid. Because this was when we were still. I think that was the last movie we waited in line for too. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah pre-reserve your seats. Yeah, yeah. Before like loungers and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Fandango and all that. Not like Fandango. Like pre-Fandango. But like before. No way, man! I used to call the Fandango <laughs> and the movie phone. Oh yeah. And be like. We want to see what time the show is. You'd call and you'd put in. That was like a thing for like maybe five years before everything was on online. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, there, there were like, there were like broadcasts on YouTube and live streams of like kids all over the world, like unpackaging this toy from the force awakens and that toy. And there was just, you know, people, I think I called out work sick that day because I didn't Mm -hmm. request it off. And then um, I got all hyped about it, and my work was like, "So you went to the Star Wars movie?" And I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, I did." Really yeah, I did. <laughs> what, of it, what of it? I was like, "They're like, well, you called out sick." And I was like, "Yeah, I felt better." Yeah, I was sick. <laughs> but yeah, that was the last one where we camped out. Like we camped out all all day. We reserved. Our, I think we were like the second in line, and we had like a group of like eight. I yeah. saw it twice that night, and you saw it back to back. I saw it back to well because I I promised my sister I would take her, yeah, so and you she got was out of our showing, and then you're like, "Okay, see you, gonna go watch no. it again." Right? No, I found another showing because I, she wanted to go, so I saw it back to back with her. So, yeah. 
because we saw I forget how many people we had there with us, but there were quite a few. And yeah, like we took turns, you know, camping out and everything. It was, it was yeah, yeah, we were nerds. Um, were. Yeah, we're no nerds. We are now sophisticated gentlemen. Adult males. Adult males. Of with a certain breed. Who only sometimes call out sick for movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, my my overall feeling of about The Force Awakens when I first saw it for the first time. Oh, and we saw it in 3D for the first time, which I hated. So I was, I'm glad that I was able to see it like right after we saw it in 3D. Yeah, with uh, with our buddy Eli, because Eli liked 3D. I don't remember watching it in 3D for the first showing. Yeah, it was. Or yeah, Are you, you were sure there. Sure, you didn't go back and see it with him another time. No, it was me, you, Eli, a couple of our other friends. But yeah. We saw I mean, it in the 3D. first time we saw it, we saw it with a lot of people. We saw it with a lot of it, but it was in 3D. Mm. But I remember halfway through the movie, I think to myself. That sounds vaguely familiar because weren't they th- like Stormtrooper goggles? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, or Ray's goggles. I remember like halfway through the movie, I was thinking to myself, it's, something's not clicking. Something's not, much like your knee, something's not clicking. That was my shoulder. Oh, well, it's one thing. <laughs> um, but. I, I just didn't feel that instant connection between like, oh, man, this is Star Wars. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't in it. Like, the, right. yeah, there was familiar sights, sounds, and characters, but I was like, there's something, that, there's that secret sauce that's mission. Yeah, something's off just a little bit, you know? It's like when you have, um, it's like when you have your current, and I only, I speak to this because I, that's, I know it, but it's like when you have your current prescription and then your old prescription. You For still can prescription glasses? for glasses okay you can put them on you're like i can see but something it feels because your eyes adjust and all that so you're like something feels weird like mm-hmm. it just doesn't it's not it's not 100 you know it's not 100 percent. and um yeah i just felt like it's it's a it's very similar to a new hope i mean it's like kid in the desert wants to go on an adventure gets swept away meets an old man <laughs> on the millennium falcon there's a droid that has a secret message there's a big planet that they have to destroy. It's rebels against the like. It was vi- almost beat for beat. A lot of a lot of similarities. And um, big, big base they had to blow up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just bigger, better, pretty much. That was the only difference. Mm-hmm. But um, nothing to the extent of where it was so new. And a lot of people were saying that that was a good thing that it was so familiar. Because it brings people back to Star Wars. People know what Star Wars is. Right. If they, if you, by sight and sound alone, you know what I mean. Because that's what you mainly do when you watch a movie. But like with the characters, you can you can show anybody that's not that big of a Star Wars, you know, fanatic. You know, you can uh, show them a, a sound bite of Darth Vader breathing, or they know what a lightsaber looks like. Like people know what Star Wars is. There's no need to like soft reboot it to like make them remember what star wars is even if we are coming off of the prequels which were a drastic you know change from the original star wars you know what i mean so i can understand like why they had that thinking but it wasn't really necessary to like you know yeah have stormtroopers again or have familiar characters again but try to do something you know not new because you're not reinventing Star Wars, but do something that's going to innovate a, a little bit. You know, do something that's going to progress it mm-hmm. to that state where these can stand on their own without having Skywalkers or Death Stars mm-hmm. or you know 
or C-3PO or whatever. So Well, you know, I'll keep in mind that you said that because the following movie was quite drastically different. As, as in and terms, we will talk about that. Yeah. But um, we'll wrap up Force Awakens here. Well, but yeah, like it, 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 Force Awakens is probably my favorite animal movie because it's the closest one to like that adventure feel. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? For sure. The, I mean, the other ones were Last Jedi was like this character driven thing, which much like The Empire Strikes Back, but and then Rise of Skywalker was just a mess. So we'll we'll get into that stuff, but Force Awakens is is it it, it was a good yeah an adventure movie mm-hmm. which I liked. I mean they were going to different systems. I mean Jakku is not ex- that's the one thing that really irritated me because for some reason Star Wars narrative is just obsessed with desert and rock like planets mm-hmm. that all look the same. Um, well, I mean you have Jakku, you have Tatooine. That take place that's pretty much like it. all the set like setting like all the oh, s- okay. and everything like that, they all take place in something that looks vaguely you know similar mm-hmm. to something else and you know there's only so many things that you can say like just because the main character is a different gender and British and British <laughs> doesn't mean like everything else about them is not exactly the same to the character that we all have come to know that's synonymous with a desert planet you know what I mean like at, mm-hmm. at least starting out um, neither knew who their parents were uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the only difference is that Luke no, had parental more. figures, yeah. where Ray didn't. Um, how did you feel about Ray being able to? Unclar Plutt's her dad. Yeah. How did you feel about Ray being able to do stuff really well? Seemed weird. Yeah. It seemed kind of out of left field a little bit. So the flying thing, not so much, because I, I, I mean, if you're on a planet where you have access to like different ships and everything like that i mean she looks like she's like i am okay with her being able to fix things that's not the problem yeah the problem that i did have was how that she can be so you know uh well versed in the other things that she's able to do that she just got introdu- introduced to mm-hmm. i.e her finding out that she's force sensitive or she's she has the ability to manipulate the force and the biggest thing for me that irritated me was the whole um the the mind the mind trick or you know the force Hate, the, for, the yeah the force tr- projection or no 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 the the, for, the mind thing the you will open my shackles and leave with the door open oh you're talking about the jedi mind trick the jedi mind trick yeah i did not like that she was able to just do that do that right off the bat because there was no like it's a trick. What do you do with a trick? You learn a trick. You know, you're not born with tricks. You know what I mean? You're not just, you don't say like, hey, you're able to do this one thing. It's like someone telling you, hey, you can do this one thing now. And you're like, oh, you're right. I can do it. It's, you kind of have to have some kind of know-how or insight on how to do that before you can just, yeah. Like, because why would she know to do that? Well, as we come to find out later, she is from quite a, powerful line yeah quite a lineage and so you know she's a dyad in the force and uh in terms of strength you know it's there she's had to find it so well i mean i i'm always i i'm okay with people you know saying that because a, a big thing that people that were pro 
Disney Star Wars and everything, like hardcore pro Disney Star Wars, was that oh why because she's a woman she can't be as well versed. I was like no it it the the issue is is that this character just knows how to do things without any kind of explanation. Yeah, you know at least with the characters before like like Anakin for for instance, he's really skilled as a as a pilot. Well, because he grew up grew up as a slave, able to learn how to build pod racers and you know he he had some type of like engineer exposure to where yeah it's not so far out of the realm that he's able to fly a uh you know pod. yeah you know like we even when he steps into uh the uh Naboo starfighter in the force mm-hmm. or the phantom menace you know he was like the famous line of this is pod race or now this is pod racing because he can tell it. He was like, what does this do? What does that do? You know, he doesn't know all the buttons and stuff. He just, cause he's a kid, he's 10 yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. Not to saying that Ray has to be like, like a total novice like that too, but it, there's like huge, you know, jumps in between where, you know, Anakin could become a good pilot off screen. And then he learns how to become a good Jedi, you know, off screen. Right. Because we know that he has exposure to, um, you know, flying and training and training later on. And then with Luke, I mean, he he used to bullseye womp rats since T sixteen. So he has, you know, you know, pilot expertise. You know what I mean? Or even just experience. Yeah, exactly. And he's has that ability to fly ships, so that's why he can fly ships. You know, like there there's context there. There or no, there's subtext there. Right. That gives it. The uh, gives that character the ability to do something, but with Ray, you know her, you know her fighting. I never took. Any, I mean her her use of a lightsaber maybe, but um, she always used it like a staff at times though. And to be honest, she had to learn how probably how to protect herself on Jakku. So hmm. I don't. I don't have a problem with her fighting. No, I did. I did have a problem with her being able to just to stand toe to toe. With Kylo, like it right was right off the bat, yeah. And I, I, I did hear a lot of people. I did hear the argument that Kylo was injured. He was shot yeah. in the shoulder and in the stomach, and he was using kind of the like mental ability to stop himself from bleeding a bit or whatever. He was just like hitting himself because that's Ad- what you do. Adrenaline, yeah. He was doing it because it hurts, and mm-hmm. Sith feed off of pain, so it was doing it to make himself stronger. Yeah, but. I mean, she's just able to get the leg up on him. Yeah. You know, so I was just like, okay, I mean, maybe if I suspend enough disbelief, whatever, fine. But the Jedi mind trick thing, that's that's what irritates me. You know, yeah, that was She got James Bond like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, cuz Daniel Craig is that stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Um Harrison Ford's or Han Solo's death. I mean, I remember <laughs> I remember we knew part. it was coming. Uh, yeah, I remember I knew it was coming. I was like I I the didn't want he it to happen. Stepped out on that bridge. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, he's dead." Mm-hmm. There's there's a spotlight on him. There's no rails. This is mm-hmm. like the biggest OSHA violation, you know, <laughs> type of facility ever. Yeah. Um and th- like he's the second he steps out there, I was yeah, you're right. He's he's th- he's he's goner. He's yeah. goner. I, was, I think I even looked at you like he's dead. Yeah. He's and I remember dead. our buddy Eli, you know, he's you know, he doesn't get so in depth like as, as we do. He's a big nerd, but he doesn't get as in depth as we do. Mm-hmm. I remember he gets stabbed uh, by Kylo Ren, and he like grabbed my like my like my wrist or whatever, and like 
oh yeah it's shocking mm-hmm. and i was like and, like, I, and, and I, I didn't want it to happen I, like, and I, I react like, yeah. yeah and i reacted and i was just like yeah i knew that was gonna happen mm-hmm. I mean, because i mean harrison ford's been talking about wanting Getting to kill him off. <laughs> no he wanted to kill yeah han solo off in episode two or in empire strikes back yeah. so He's been a big advocate for him. I mean, not just, just like, oh, yeah, just dome him one. No, like yeah. he wanted to have a meaningful sacrifice. So he kind of got his wish to. And he's yeah. probably done with people asking him, like, so you ever going to do on Solo again? Like, how do you feel about Star Wars? Because he hates yeah. Star Wars. He doesn't hate it. He just. He was done with it a lot. Yeah. Than he was checked out. He, he likes was. Indiana Jones a lot more than mm-hmm. Han Solo, funnily enough. They're pretty much the same character. I mean. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, yeah. Right, all but um, all intents and purposes. Yeah, I like tents. No, we're all intents. Um, the I feel like the sound design. Did they get a, a different sound designer for this one? I I would have to look at the sound designers from the prequels because the prequels and the original trilogy they all had great sounds, like great unique sounds to star wars even for the prequels because they didn't reuse a lot of, i mean they reused some like blaster sounds or whatever but you know like the the sound um a blaster makes against the 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 gungan bubble shield or whatever and just all of like you know the the way the ship sounds and everything like they all sound very very you know unique mm-hmm. to the world of star wars where i felt like this one sounded pretty much like Star Trek sounds. Like, and the only the only uh, unique Star Wars sounds were the stuff that was used from before. You know, does that kind of make sense? Like the yeah. languages kind of just seem like the different alien like a- languages and dialects. They just didn't seem as you know as I wouldn't say unique, but like set to the theme of Star Wars as much as right. Um, it's like the old ones of the prequels, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I did enjoy, uh, the action. It's really well shot, really action packed. I did yeah. like the CGI. Mm-hmm. It was always like, you always wanted to see the, what, what the millennium Falcon look like in updated yeah. sequences, like with, are able to use CGI and it looks great. Mm-hmm. So it really, it did scratch that itch a little bit. So, but yeah, with like, the new designs of the stormtroopers, you know, I, I remember Captain Phasma was probably the most built up character after that first trailer came out. Cause yeah. everybody's like a chrome uh, stormtrooper and it's the chick, you know, it's Brienne of Tarth that's going to mm-hmm. play her. Like this character is about to be awesome. Yeah. We're going to throw you in the garbage now. Literally mm-hmm. throw you in the garbage now. So, um, yeah, I felt that one scene with, um, uh, Finn and um, when they're on uh, Maz Kanata's planet, I forget what it's called, mm-hmm. Takodana or something like that. Um, there's that one stormtrooper with a shield and a riot baton or whatever. Yeah. That should have been Phasma. You think so? I think so. Because he says traitor. How, do you, how, how the hell do you know him? You they, know, like. They got told, hey, FN2187's out. I, I guess, but I mean. I, I just kind of like this random story. Like, who are you? Like, are you, is he a form? I mean, he's a faceless stormtrooper. So there's a, di- I mean, there's literally dozens of them on that battlefield right there. I was like, if I were Finn, I'd be like, who are you? I'm sorry. Yeah. Like take off your helmet real quick. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I, I went to the resistance or whatever. <laughs> um, 
But I feel like it would have had a more of an impact because Phasma would have seen that and she would have said traitor. And then, you know, they go at it because she has like that spear thing in uh, The Last Jedi. So right. and I just felt like you could have that through narrative where uh, I, I think like in a book or something, Phasma says that F or Finn um, was like her best like candidate at the academy or what or whatever. She was like one of the, he he was one of like the best marksmen or whatever he was top of his class type deal. Um it was like in a comic book or something like that. Uh, and so she was actually surprised that Finn had defected like that. So mm-hmm. um but yeah, it was it, it was a good adventure. It was a good start and that's why I got so hyped for Last Jedi because I was like, okay, Force Awakens wasn't, you know, I'll give it like a C, C plus, you know, or whatever. Last time I said B minus about <laughs> about uh, Spider Man, everybody gave Everyone me hell for yeah. that. Um, but yeah, it was just like there's there's stuff missing there. That's it's it's close, but still no cigar. Like it's it's really mm-hmm. there for me at least. So that's why I got really hyped for the Last Jedi. Yeah, I think coming off of Force Awakens, I was happy. You know, and I was like, oh, right. where, you know, where can they build from it? But I think also at the same time, like you said, it's like it worked, but there's something it felt like it did like something wasn't there. You know what I mean? Um, I think it very obviously, like I was saying, you know, has a lot of new hope elements to it in the same way that Last Jedi has some Empire, you know, um, yeah. moves to it. Um, I think overall, like I said, it's my favorite. Um, probably of the sequel trilogy. And I think that it's probably the one that I more than like, will be more likely to go back and revisit at times, you know? Yeah. Um, Just because I think it's the most cohesive of the three story wise for sure. Yeah. I mean, and it really like one of the big selling points for bringing back, you know, star Wars after all these years was that the original cast was coming back. So we were going to see, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo mm-hmm. and Princess Leia again. So th- I think that was a huge selling point. Like we got the rest of them. And you know what's hard about watching these new movies with these older actors is that they're old. Yeah. Because I feel like we don't realize, but we kind of do it subconsciously. Like we're anticipating them in their prime. Like we're going to see yeah. them back in, you know, the black suit and the vest and the, you know, the hair buns and everything. We're going to be like, oh man, we're right back in it. Right. And then you see, like, not that this is bad. And then you see how old they get. Yeah. And it's like your mom or your your older uncle trying to do that thing they once did. And you're like, man. Don't do that, Uncle Jeff. I miss the days, you know? Like, don't, yeah. don't do a backflip into the pool. You're going to pull something. <laughs> you're going to do something. You're going to tweak your back. Just don't That's do gonna it. That's going to be us soon, dude. Yeah. We're going to be the ones trying to do stuff we shouldn't be doing. Anymore. You're falling asleep right now, my guy. But it's, it's like one of those things where I saw how old Eric... Harrison Ford was yeah wow we Luke was the one that was like I was like whoa well Luke is like because Mark Hamill did lose you know quite a bit of weight for this role and he even said in an interview um, that when that moment at the end in the forest where Ray's going to catch the lightsaber Mm -hmm. he thought that that was going to be him like he was going to you know, kind of catch the, kind of have, kind of have the same moment that he had at the end of the last Jedi, but in the force awakens where he was uh-huh. going to show up at, you know, at a left field or whatever. Um, and 
you know, he was he was kind of disappointed that I went to Daisy Ridley's character because he was like, I thought it was going to be me. Like, this is going to be my whole buildup. Haven't been in the movie this whole time. I haven't been promoted like I've been in the movie this whole time. Um, and I lost all this weight. I got into shape. You know, I did all this. So, I, you know, dyed my hair. You know, so he's like, I always thought I was going to be doing something substantial in this movie. Yeah. And literally, I have no lines in the entire film. Yeah, he... They, I was gonna say that too. It's like we got a lot of Han, which is fun, right? You know, we got a little Leia, but we got four, whole bunch of Han, forty seconds, and uh, a little bit of Leia. Yeah, for forty seconds of Luke. You know, yeah, right. maybe didn't say a word. We get a, we get a turn from Luke. Mm-hmm. So and then like a kind of face, like a disappointed, like yeah, yeah, things back. And no we, thanks. We had the very famous mystery box way of writing from Your that jj abrams just favors over everything else um where you know we're getting small little tidbits and clues to you know ray says that her parents are you know coming back for her or you know when han is talking to maz Kanata, like you know so tell me about the girl and then it cuts to the next scene like there's something obviously yeah. there that we're yeah you like think you're like whoa whoa here we go well we're reading into something like yeah. the, the story's being written where you're kind of like leaning in and saying well what do they mean by that you know um you know with kylo and and you know the reason why you know like the knights of ren and not not that i was anticipating the knights of ren being like this you know this absolute necessity for the story but it was like what are we don't know what the Knights of Ren are. Yeah, I mean you they feature him in the trailer. Like what is Ren, by the way, for for yeah. all that? Because apparently Ren is just like a ty- it's like Darth, you know, because mm-hmm. it's Kylo Ren. Why do you pick the name Kylo? You know his name. It we find cool. out. I mean, well, we find out his name is Ben Solo, which again, I don't know why they named him Ben Solo he's by himself. Well, <laughs> well, I don't know why they named him Ben is what I mean because yeah. Luke is the one that had the most relationship with Obi-Wan. And uh, d- doesn't, uh, in the expanded universe books, doesn't doesn't Luke have a son named Ben? Yeah. So it's Ben Skywalker, and then it's Kyle Solo or something like that. Isn't there like, one with a J, too? It's, um, it's well, Jade Skywalker. Or, no, J- Jaina? Jade, Jade? Mara Jade is Mara Jade, but that's Luke's wife. Wife. Um... I don't know. It's, it's it's like I know one is like Kyle or whatever Kyle Solo, and then the other one because the, the Han Kyle Solo and Solo. Princess well Han, Han, uh, Han Solo and Princess Leia have twins, right? And I think they're two boys. I forget or one girl, one boy. I forget. Um, but yeah, Luke has one son, and his name is Ben Skywalker. But it makes more sense that Luke would have a child and name him Ben. Oh, I always thought that rather than Luke because. Han knew Ben or Han knew Obi Wan for a little bit, and he only knew him as Obi Wan. Yeah, and Leia never met Obi Wan. But she she knew him as Obi Wan, not Ben. Yeah, I help me Obi Wan Kenobi. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like Luke was like, name him Ben. I I guess do it for me. Name him Ben. That's like you know going to you and saying like, hey, you know it'd be a good like I want you to name your son Steve. Like, after your father after my father like yeah but i don't have any relation me and my wife have no relation to you and your or you know y- your dad so right. so that was like the big why are you naming him ben so yeah, just, and, I, and i think interesting it was that thing where i ha- you know strongly believed that disney was uh and i'll say this about all of them they are 
um, creatively bankrupt <laughs> where they have to, they, they, I mean, you, you can say that about any of the live action stuff that they're doing. Their animated stuff is their bread and butter because Disney built an empire on animation, you know, but even then it was, an, it was animation that was based on previously told stories, right. you know, Cinderella, Snow White, Pinocchio and all that other stuff. Like mm-hmm. there's stuff that worked, but they just, they put a mat over it, you know, a, a really multicolored mat and some songs and everything. And you are one of the most profitable businesses or, um, you know, franchises or whatever mm-hmm. in all of history, you know, arguably. And I think they did the same thing with Star Wars where for love them or hate them, the prequels are so different because George Lucas, George Lucas wanted them to be different. I mean, there's yeah. interviews with him saying he's like, the reason why they were so different is because I didn't want to do the same thing over over and over again. Because that's I can't be creative like that. Like George Lucas, much like Francis Ford Coppola, because they kind of came up in the same time. They are someone that don't. They are people that don't like to be. You know, like they're artists. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not. We can you know m- make the next big thing over and over again. Like we need to experiment. We need to be able to you know do different things in order to get inspired to make these unique things. Mm-hmm. I can't, if you want me to keep making the same story over again, that's boring. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to want to do that. And I think that's one of the reasons why they didn't even want him to come back because his stories, his scripts were so different from what, what they wanted, which was like, how can we make a quick book, you know, on this? Mm-hmm. Let's just do what we did before. You know, let's just slap a you know nice coat of paint on it and, push it out there and it, it, it we'll, we'll get our return you know and they did like that's mm-hmm. no one's arguing that disney made the you know the right or wrong business plan but as far as like going into these movies and thinking that you are going to get something fresh and new and unique mm-hmm. it's it's a little like you're 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 uh you're selling yourself short as, yeah. in, as in terms of for sure you know a, a, as a cinematic experience i would say and not to get all like uppity about it <laughs> you know like i'm just saying it's like after watching star wars however many times and you know seeing like i don't need this movie to be you know i, I and i'll talk more about it in last jedi and this will be the last thing i say about force awakens but i the only expectation that i had for these star wars movies was I wanted to be surprised. Okay. And that's pretty much it. And were you surprised? Not in a good way. Hmm. So I was surprised, but not in the way that I would want when going in to watch a movie. Like, for instance, because we're big Batman fans, going into the new Batman movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have all... I didn't want this to happen and that to happen and this to happen to make it a good Batman movie. I just wanted to be surprised with the product. And I was. Yeah. There were so many things that were in the Batman movie that I'm like, eh, didn't really like, but I like how they incorporate it. I like how, like the, the design of the suit, the design mm-hmm. of the car, you know, the design of this or that. But it makes sense because it fits into the narrative and the story where I'm like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like that squirrel suit. Dumb. Right. I don't think so, but but the look do. of it, you know, Batman in a squirrel suit, the look of it, dumb. I don't. Think but the so, application but of it do. is, oh, it's not the cape. It's it's not that we you know the big bat wings and the cape and everything that we're used to seeing in every single iteration of the comics, video games, movies. But that's a precursor, and it works because he's developing it. He's getting into it. He'll get there, and I. Right. That's why I like that whole idea of the Batman, where everything is just. 
it's a souped up Dodge Challenger. You know, it's an old, you know, muscle car. He'll get to the machine guns coming out and, you know, the bombs dropping off of it and all the gadgets and gizmos and, and neon lights and all that. He'll get to that. I hope not. But I, they're going to move towards that eventually. Violent. You know? uh, but it's, it's surprising. It's new. It's, it's using old stuff or pre-established stuff in a new way that is like, that's really cool. It's engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't feel that with these sets of Star Wars movies. But anything else before we move on to The Last Jedi? Uh, no. I Your mean, favorite? Yeah, my favorite. You certainly touched on m- most of I mean, well, you and I pr- are pretty much in agreement on on the force awakens when it comes to that movie so that i mean that's pretty much it for that but we will move on to your favorite yeah no it's not but number two in the sequel trilogy the last jedi which is probably the most divisive of the three sequels that were put out it was directed by ryan johnson while uh seven and nine were both directed by jj abrams uh, originally it was meant to be three different mm-hmm. directors, but stuff happened, which I'm sure you will touch on very slightly as we move into Return of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, excuse me, Rise of the Turn of the Jedi, Skywalker, Sith, Empire, striking all back. Part two. Part two coming next year. You so, know what's funny, actually? Go ahead. The, my liking of these, of, of these movies, mm-hmm. or my ranking when people are like, rank them. Yeah. Um, they go down as they in go. order. Yeah. yeah, me too. So last Jedi, last Jedi is not my least favorite Star Wars movie. Same, it goes down basically. Well, I'll say that before we get really get into it. I don't. I mean, Rise of Skywalker is my least favorite by a fair amount, and I don't know. I still don't know if I dislike it more than Phantom Menace, but that's just me. Anyways, um, yeah, we're not here to talk about prequels. We did that already. We've done that. Watch it. Listen, listen Partners in Crime. Partners in Crime. Spotify, iTunes. iTunes. Anyways. So, yeah, Last Jedi was certainly really different. I, again, like I said before, my anticipation going into this movie was very, very high. Because I'm like, oh, okay. we They... they Hopefully they got all of that fan pandering out of the way. There's no callbacks to this. There's no. There's no that. There's no. Hey, remember this? Let's do it again. Hopefully they're like, let's just do that to get everybody hyped up. But now we're gonna, we're really gonna take a turn. We're really gonna like show. We're we're gonna flex on anybody. Everybody right now. Mm-hmm. We got um, Ryan Johnson. He made one of my arguably one of my more favorite modern sci-fi movies in Looper. So I was like, oh, this. I mean, it's more character driven with a little bit of. You know, you know, stupid sci-fi stuff mixed in, but it's more like, you know, you're you're invested in the characters more, which was what Empire was. So I was like, this is gonna be, this is gonna be, yeah, this is gonna be the one. And no, the trailers, another solid trailer. The trailer, like, the, I don't think the trailers did a good job as, as as well. I'm not gonna say they didn't do a good job, but not as good of a job as the Force Awakens trailers did. But I was I was like I'm already gonna see this movie anyway, you know. Like I'm I'm like there there are some movies that have not so great trailers, but the premise of the movie is so great that you're like I'm gonna see this movie anyway. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, the I liked the trailer a lot, specifically visually. Mm-hmm. Um, like you see that that um, stuff on crate, which is a salt planet, right? And underneath that's totally the salt, not ice. Yeah, underneath the salt is, is red. 
crystals and um it just gave her a lot of really cool visuals and they included some of that in the first trailer for the last jedi i think that there's a lot of cool stuff in the last jedi but man there's a lot of dumb stuff in the last jedi there's not a lot of contradicting things in the last jedi the whole movie is a contradiction it's a contradiction to the first one and that's that's my ma- a lot of people i i remember there was so much like you said controversy and back and forth like this it was kind of the same narrative that a lot of people had with man of steel which is you're really gonna love this movie or you're really gonna have hate this movie there was no in between there wasn't like yeah it was all right Mm -hmm. and everybody what i had friends were like this is the worst this killed my childhood this just destroyed that destroyed this everybody's ruined all the characters are worthless to me now i was like what an aggressive reaction. I mean, there to was a space movie. Well, th- and then the other people that were like, this movie is the greatest would have that argument. They're like, it's a space movie about wizards and, sp- and I was, for kids. I'm like, no, no, no. Both of you guys are aggressive and both of you guys are wrong. This movie can be fine on its own. It's it's sh- and that's how I feel about the movie, because I remember at the time when people asked me, you know, what? How do you feel about this movie? Everybody, like, if I said one thing, like, oh, you're just a Star Wars or you're Disney, what is it called? Shill, you know, um, or you're not a real Star Wars fan or, oh, you you just don't like her because she's a woman. And, and like, it was like, no, there are things there's there's the actual story and the overarching story that you have to take into effect when watching a Star Wars movie. You know what I mean? And I feel that the reason why I say this movie is a contradiction is you can tell because this is the first movie where both writer and director were this one and the same. Right. Solo, which was um, Ryan Johnson wrote the entirety of the script. I mean, not this like the screenplay and everything was handled by, I think, Lawrence. No, not Lawrence Kanz, but somebody else. Um, and he also directed it. So he pretty much had a monopoly on the creative decisions. I mean, he had to answer to like producers, Kathleen Kennedy and higher ups and everything like that, but he pretty much was steering the entirety of the ship. And both JJ Abrams and Ryan Johnson are aggressively different, you know. In and t- it shows yeah, tone and style and yeah, just the way that they do movies in general. I know I kind of said three the same things, but yeah, <laughs> they're very different directors for right. sure. And, um, yeah, and I, it, it was, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't ever really say how I felt about The Last Jedi because everybody was just so over the top about it. Like you say one thing in its favor, you know, or you say one thing that's not in its favor. Like you could never just be like, yeah, it was whatever. It's not mm-hmm. the best Star Wars movie and it's definitely not deserving of like, Rotten Tomatoes score and all the accolades that it, you know, received from fans and news and all that stuff. Like, it's definitely not up there. But it's not the worst either. It's not, you know, the lower level. We'll save that for for two years from now, mm-hmm. you know, when the next one comes out. <laughs> no. Um, it's it's not, you know, the worst Star Wars movie. It's just a, yeah, it's all right. Like, I put it on the same level of, like, Attack of the Clones and, hmm. um, like, you know, Rogue One and Solo, where it's like, yeah, it's all right. It's not something that I'm like over the moon about, you know, 
I'm not, this is not the definition of Star Wars to me, but it's also not a betrayal of like who I am as a Star Wars fan, yeah. you know? So, um, but there are a lot of things that I did not like in this movie. I mean, for me, there were cool things in the movie, right? Right. There was, like I said, the stuff on crate was real cool. Um, a lot of the Kylo stuff was cool. And Kylo's my favorite character th- in his arc is my favorite throughout the three movies. Um, you know, there's the throne room fight uh, near the end of the movie with him and the the Emperor guards, uh, right. whatever they're called, right. and Rey. Um, you know, it was fun with Luke being back. Um, I thought... You know, I remember when I saw it in the theater when it happened, the Holdo hypers hyperspace the Holdo right, maneuver, yeah, the, right through the other the um, dreadnought. Thought that was really cool, mm-hmm. especially because of the way that they chose to do the sound, where they just cut everything out. There was a lot of cool things, but man, yeah, there was a lot of things I was like, "What is that?" Right. You know, the inclusion of adding the porgs, which was re- they needed to do it because I guess that island had native birds and so instead of having to like remove every single one of them from scenes and stuff they just introduced little porgs and then started CGIing them mm-hmm. over the birds um the island was beautiful so so again visually that was really fun but it's stuff like you know Leia flying through space um yeah. the canto bite anything on, on yeah. that planet um, just stuff that I was just like, what is this one? What? It, why is this? Yeah. Personally, I didn't like it. And that's why it's it's a direct contradiction to because it's not the Force Awakens. It's not. We're not going to give you stuff that you already know. We're not going to give you stuff that. And that's what a lot of people, especially Ryan Johnson, who was a big that that was another thing that I really got it got me irritated about the movie was that Ryan Johnson was being. There's difference between being a troll and then stooping to people's level and a lot of the stuff like on twitter you know a lot of stuff that he did in media was stooping to because there were you know blatant you know unreasonable star wars fans that were you know calling this movie out for stupid reasons are but you know you don't fight fire with fire you know what i mean to de-escalate a situation if you don't agree with my movie like you know well i made some narrative decisions and i made some you know decisions that i thought would benefit my movie but this guy was like ryan johnson i think the reason why he fell out of favor from so many people is because he would he would stoop to that level like on twitter calling calling names and stuff like that i'm like come on you are a representative of a bigger company that is pretty much like big brother like I'm not. I'm not gonna say show some class and don't stand up for yourself. But art is art, even if it's crap. Yeah. You put it out there and and just say like, yeah, I mean, if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. If you liked it, subjective. Great. Yeah, and you know he was he was very much under the impression like this movie is Star Wars. I grew up. I'm a nerd. Like there was you know you know uh, you know the I think it's called like the director and the Jedi. It was like a little short mini thing that they did for the DVD release of. Mm-hmm. Last Jedi, and it was just basically him and his his uh, version of of what Star Wars meant to him, and uh, yeah, he 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 was just very much just like I grew up with Star Wars, you know, I huge Star Wars fan, you know, that's why I wrote Rose Tico, the most <laughs> we don't know what the hell to do with this character ever in Star Wars. Yeah, Rose was a. 
You he's know, like, she's like, Rose is like me. So that's why I wrote her in there. Rose is an interesting character. And she, um, that actress, Kelly. Marie Tran. Marie Tran. She got a lot of unwarranted and rude comments mm-hmm. thrown her way, whether they were sexist or racist, only because people didn't like her character, which right. is unfair because she's just acting she's just she's just doing the role you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like she's not actors in movies i i would be shocked if you they they you know you would come across an actor who set out to do a poor job you know they're trying to do what they think is right by the character and they're trying to do a good job they're not she's she didn't try to be bad right and it's not that she's terrible either her character maybe just isn't isn't written very wonderfully and and it's just one factor of that movie that's kind of just all over the place. Right. Um, but she got a lot of hate for that was you know not called for, very uncalled for. Um, but to be fair, the character is kind of all over the place. You know, she her sister, w- before we know it's her sister, um, dies in the beginning um, to like set off these bombs on a dreadnought. Right. The explosion you know kills her, but. You you find Ray or sorry Ray you find uh, Rose later on and um, Finn and her you know start this friendship but then she's also like kind of interested in Finn um, I mean she knows him as a parent you know like this it's it, the whole movie really plays up, up upon this idea of like legend right and people being built up you know we know Finn's really not that amazing at least not yet yeah and um, apparently he is a big role in the resistance. Even only being in the resistance for like two days, See, three days. I think you know going and and helping destroy Starkiller Base probably gives you some cred. Yeah, you know, but and he being was a, he was also this movie is pretty much a dovetail from Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So she was like, "You're th- never mind. You're it's, the it's, it's one. It's like a small critique, but it's well, just like no. I so mean. that's what I'm saying is it's like we know he's really not all that great." Mm-hmm. We know it's all, but but the idea this movie always plays is the idea of of a legend, right? And this built up story, right? And they they revisit that whether it's Luke, mm-hmm. right, and being this built up story and not being what he really was again, but but going out there and standing down, facing the first order with a laser sword, just him, right? That idea, and then at the end, the idea that the Jedi and the Resistance. Are becoming notable again, right? And that kid, the broom boy, remember? Yeah. Um, the idea that that there's this thing to believe in again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's even some, though the Jedi happened only thirty years prior, that's like saying. But that kid's like eight. rock and roll wasn't really that great, you know? Where'd it go? It's like no, it's mm-hmm. still great. It just hasn't been. Around, I mean, rap took over. I mean, not to say that like we can still we can start you know listening sure. to rock again. It's like no, it's always been there, you yeah. know. It's always been part of music. It's always been part of... It's been relevant. So the right. fact that they're like... Even in The Force Awakens, she was like, the Jedi were real. I'm like, yeah, they're very well, much well documented. They reestablished the yeah, Jedi she order. she lived on a little desert island. I guess, yeah. She didn't know I mean, nothing. But... So that idea, right, is played up throughout the movie. Yeah. Of, of legends and stuff. And so she thinks he's this amazing mm-hmm. character and she kind of comes to find that he's flawed just like everyone else. And then right. she kind of starts to like him. Well, th- that's another thing about the Finn character, too, because mm-hmm. their dynamic, Rose was pretty much, I'm not going to say this for a fact, but I feel like Rose was written specifically for Finn. Yeah, it felt like that. Like, they were always, because, again, there was always that 
you know the the homosexual undertone or content or not connotation, but the, there was that you know idea that Finn and Poe had some type of romantic yeah. rela- relationship or whatever. Like and, I, yeah, people really played that out. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, we shipped these guys so hard." I was like, "They're buddies," you yeah. know. But I think to really drive home, like there is nothing there because we're Disney and we're trying to appease China. We got to make sure we will not show any like. Not yet, at right, least, you know. Right. So, like, I think we're in that weird time where Disney is trying to be really progressive, but also they're showing their hand a little, bit, their hypocrisy, you know, yeah. to the dollar a little bit here. For but sure. yeah, I feel, I feel that her role in Star Wars as a whole, that rhymed, wasn't good. It, it, it was written as out of out of a reaction, not for the story's sake, but for, you know, hey, we need a girlfriend for Finn. Yeah, it it felt like she was, you know, I mean, all all she did in that movie, obviously, was played off played off of what he did, right? And it's just, it you know, it was weird, you know. You get to the end, and Finn was gonna, I guess, realistically, realistically sacrifice himself, um, which I really wanted. <laughs> Jeez. No, no, like in, because, I really, yeah, kill, die. No, because Finn <laughs> is the most, um, not poorly written, but he is probably the. Yeah, poorly ri- most poorly written character in Star Wars in terms of who he is and his development as a character because he goes from I can't be a stormtrooper anymore. I can't kill innocent people for whatever cause. Um I'm going to join. I'm looking for something to do. I'm, I'm looking to get out of the I don't want any kind of problem with this. And then he finds purpose with Rey. And with the resistance and wanting to fight the good fight and everything, and then in the Last Jedi, he just like f this. I'm just gonna. Go I mean, yeah, wherever he said he was gonna go, he was gonna, he was gonna leave. That's how he met Ray, uh, Rose. Well, he was gonna go find Ray. Yeah, and Simp. he's simping. Yeah, and he no, he was simping real hard. But like, <laughs> is your purpose to fight and do what's good, or just have a friend? Mm-hmm. Because we don't know what Finn's motivations are. He wanted to protect Rose. Rose, Ray, 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 which is like Ray was always kind of protecting him. Yeah, like you're the one that's been unconscious for a couple of days. Taking my hand. Yeah, like that whole thing. She didn't need to be led around. He kept thinking he needed to. Yeah, she never needed him to. And yeah, so I feel that he was sidelined. I mean, even John Boyega said that he was wasn't happy with the direction and and you know the kind of like that cheerleader aspect that Finn was because here you have a you know a character in one of the more influential uh you know franchises, franchises of all time being a you know a person of color too you know mm-hmm. being in this and predominant role and and yeah and a lead and he gets sidelined i mean again you, they're having their cake and eating it kind of because the main lead is a woman so that that's you know that's still progressive but it's like, well, don't don't just have him to say like, oh, we have that one black friend. Like, no, make him do something. Like, make him give him give him some. Like, it's implied at the do. yeah, it's implied very very vaguely in the last movie that he has something For more to him. Yeah, but it's never played where it's used in any kind of way. He doesn't, you know, he he. It's played at the end. Him being able to figure out which one of the yeah you got to watch three YouTube beacons. videos to figure that out before you know it's never written in a way where like oh okay that makes sense but um yeah I I think the Rose Tico character and then the Finn's care or John Boyega's character were very not 
well utilized. And a, a perfect example is the um, the casino planet. Or yeah, I forget Canto what Bite. the Canto Bite. Yeah, that whole sequence should have been taken out of the movie. Yeah, it, it stops it the felt, movie dead. It stops the momentum of the movie. It felt like a lull. It yeah. felt like it was just there to give them something to do because ultimately, and it feels like that as the movie ends, because you realize they that had mission no impact. was pointless. Yeah. It had yeah, it had no impact realistically. Um, the the point to of the that of the movie, the point of that sequence was only to get Finn and Rose on the that, ship. Okay, I was just gonna say that, literally, I was just gonna say that. Apart from getting them on the ship for ultimately. Uh, the you end know, all be all to have all, all our characters all, in yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Have them kind of, kind of like Empire. Be, be, yeah, be in the be in the uh, the action of the moment. You right. know, um, that was kind of that was it realistically. Mm. You know, and then you have the stuff that takes place down on um, crate, um, mm. which was cool and everything. But then, like, yeah, he like was going to sacrifice himself because now he understands. That it's about Which, being a hero, and that's and that's why I was like, it would have been cool if they did sacrifice him, or if he does sacrifice himself, because that's a big character moment for him. He's like, you know what, I, it's it's a it's a more impactful one, rather than the unnecessary character of Rose Tico, just coming in out of nowhere, taking because he could have. What if she killed him? I mean, like I, she I know, hit him right? hard. She did hit him hard, but like I don't know, like how much of an effect it would had on. Like it would have been a real bummer, like if he did fly into it and it had no effect on the the Death like, Star cannon, like, grena- like grenade guy from um, from Kong, yeah, from Kong Skull Island. But I mean, like he he was too. See, grenade guy was literally grenade guy. We don't know who that guy was. You know, I know, his, I know his the sacrifice, actor, but, right? Yeah, like no his sac- his sacrifice is is like. Upsetting. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. It was for me. It was upsetting when I saw. I was like, "Dang, man!" He was going. Yeah, I laughed too. But I went. But um, I feel like you know we know who it's a named character. We know who Finn is. You know, like we we're invested in Finn. He can't just do that to him. But um, but yeah, when Rose Tico flew into him, I was like, "Okay, well, you just robbed a very impactful moment in a in a movie that's pretty." That's been middling at best for the entire for its entirety, you know. To, yeah, to then push the idea that to win the war, it's not about destroying what we hate, but, but saving what we love. And then yeah. she kisses him, and you're like, okay, do you love him? That was the mo- there are, t- and it was not a good kiss. There are two kisses in the sequel trilogy, in the entirety of the sequel trilogy between two characters. Mm-hmm. Both of them were the most non-romantic. Um, like out of like left field, like there was no Felt chemistry. Unearned. Yeah, it was just so like I don't feel anything right now. Not yeah. that I'm like, oh yeah. You I know, remember watching her do it, and I went, why? Why? even John Boyega looks uncomfortable. He's like, what? No, that wasn't. That, He's like, whoa, whoa, hey, that's not in the script. You just hit me with a flying old uh, whatever the, uh, the dusters sk- are, uh, you know, uh, skimmer. Yeah, no, it's, it's something um, like that. Yeah, it's, it's a like, salt skimmer or whatever. Yeah, like you just slammed into me. Like, why? Yeah. This isn't romantic. You almost Even killed me. He looks confused because he looks, and then <laughs> right as the door is about to be blown open, the fireworks go and everything, and then that's when she kills him, and there's like a big explosion. Like, oh, I get it, Ryan Johnson symbolism. I get that Ryan Johnson took writing classes in college. I get that. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that, even in interviews, you, you, you can see like, just the utter disdain that uh, Mark Hamill has yeah. because it's like the, the 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 word of the day when the last Jedi came out was 
or the phrase of the day was subversion of expectations. Oh yeah. I don't, that's not a good way to do a, uh, yeah, a continuing right bat with him throwing the lightsaber. Away. Yeah. Like that's not for me. What makes more sense is, I mean, again, story structure wise, you're not, tr- you're not at battle with the audience. Okay. You're, you are trying to, you are trying to, uh, Work hand in hand with the audience, kind of. No, well, challenge the audience. Yeah. You and I think Ryan Johnson dialed his challenge the audience knob up to eleven because he was like, "Oh, you think Luke Skywalker is gonna be some legendary? You think he's gonna kick a lot of ass and he's just gonna be awesome and be throwing down Star Destroyers, Star Killer style? Oh, no, he's not. He's mean now and, like, and old. And, yeah, he's, he's, very he's a grumpy old man. Get off my front island. Which I. Like, I was okay with Luke being, like, this sad, depressed type of person, Mm -hmm. you know? The motivations that he has for isolating himself, I was like, it's a a stark contrast. And I hate using the argument that a lot of people use as he was willing to save his father that killed probably ten times more than Kylo Ren does. But he senses that there's darkness in Ben, and he's like, "I have to kill him." Like it, that's like the small things that but are a like, disconnect. But you know? only for like a minute, though. Yeah. Again, it's it's he said he says it was a fleeting, fleeting moment. Yeah. But he said like as quickly it was as as it was as it came, it went or whatever. Yeah, and there and honestly, it would have been more interesting to like see like the divide maybe between Ben like and that's it. In, in movies, it's show, don't tell, because you can't have that same emotional impact that you can get from a performance rather than someone giving, like, a dialogue or a narr- Like, there are those rare uh, instances, like Captain Quint talking about the USS Indianapolis sinking and him only talking about it. Be- but it's it's in a way where, like, we're trying to have this interpersonal connection with him because there's just a bunch of guys drinking, and that's what happens when you get around you know a table and just reminisce about life sometimes that one guy just gets too sad and and goes to and gets gets too drunk and gets too sad and you you try and you you picture in your mind because there's no way that you can picture that ever being in that scenario Mm -hmm. it's different here because it's a visual thing that we're engulfed in you know you can't just say he took and they kind of try to do that with the flashback scenes and everything but we, my point is like I felt like that would have had more of an impact of of Ben like trying or Kylo trying to get away from if you saw like like Ben and Luke arguing or even getting angry at one another and just dividing each other more and more to the point where yeah this 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 fool pulled out a lightsaber on me he was gonna kill me like yeah that's it no I'm yeah. getting out of here like it almost seemed like I he, he was sleeping one night it had been building up a couple times. You know, I forced, looked into his mind or whatever, and, you know, I, I yeah, he's got Didn't like go. what I saw. Yeah, so I got to kill him. It's a big stark contrast to where Luke literally has the upper hand on Vader when he's on the floor ready to kill him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, like, you know what, I'm not going to do it. He throws his lightsaber away. He's like, absolutely, you know what, kill me, Emperor. Like, yeah. I, I'm willing to, you know, put. I'm willing to be the sacrificial lamb in order to save someone who probably doesn't deserve it. Right, but that's what it means to be a Jedi. To to go from that and then just completely have like a one eighty type of mindset to where now he's kind of the same 
hypocritical old man that the old Republic was that led to their downfall. Right. Like he knows that already. I mean, he was told that by Obi-Wan, he was like, you know, the empire took over and they were wiped out. And you know, there, there were, there were mistakes made. Like, I mean, he, I mean, this doesn't say that in a new hope, but you know, he was, you know, it's, he says that Vader, you know, hunt down, destroy all the Jedi Knights. And mm-hmm. there's a line in last Jedi where like at the height of their power, they were able to, let Darth Sidious rise to power and and take over the universe or whatever. Like, yeah, that's true. Right. But that's for you to correct that, not for you to... F- I mean, that doesn't make sense that you would do the same thing. You know, it doesn't make sense that, you know, we're going to start... I'm going to start up a new uh, Jedi school, Jedi council or whatever, but I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to be more... In- I'm not going to be so restrictive. Like, no, they can't love and they can't have... Like, love is what you know, help me save my friends. Like there's some like limitations I have to put on it. There's some things that I have to put, you know, emphasis on like importance of like, I have to know how to control the force before I teach the force. You know what I mean? Like have some, kind of like what Yoda and Ben or Obi-Wan were saying in the empire strikes back. He's like, if you go now untrained, not ready, you're, you're done. You, cause he, it's not the fact that you're younger you're energetic, you're stronger, or whatever like that, he's going to tell you something that's going to rock your world. Mm -hmm. And we know he's going to tell you that. So don't go because you're not ready for that. And he goes, and that's what makes him stumble and fall. So he's we've seen that Luke has had those instances where he's had the ability to learn to not do what everybody tells him to, but also not do what what everybody was getting wrong. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of it, yeah, Leia was able to get away. You know, they they were able to get to some safety. He was able to get get away, and now the only person that suffered was Han. But technically, and he's just taking a big old nap. Yeah, but I mean, there was the, the he was able to do some good. So, you using that and saying like, hey, in order to save the, I have to have some compassion and some attachment because that is right. what. So, I feel like the way that Luke was pre- rep- represented in the Last Jedi was pretty much the same way the old Republic masters were. That's a good comparison. And I don't think Luke would have been like that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people had issues with the way that Luke was written. Right. Um, a lot of people were very much surprised. But because of that whole Ryan Johnson thinking of subversion of expectations, you don't have to subvert expectations. Yeah. We don't have to add, add, you know, always be looking online at every single theory and saying, nope, we're not going to do that at all. We're going to do think- the opposite. A lot of it has to do with that idea of legends, and he played yeah. along with that a bunch, is the idea that sometimes legends aren't what you think they are. Right. And sometimes it takes being reminded of that to maybe achieve that. Right. Because this leads me to my last question about this before we move on to the worst one. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the next one, um, which I really don't have that much to say about. Mm. <laughs> um, Surprisingly, I don't either. Yeah, but the idea that Luke... You have this, you know, we all had this idea of what Luke was supposed to be at this point in his, yeah, in his more life. Or less, more or less. And he wasn't. And it takes, you know, him doing what he does at the end yeah. to maybe reignite that. Yeah. So my question to you is, what did you think of the inclusion of the idea of force projections? I did like that. I, I liked how pretty much all Star Wars movies, there is something new there's something time. new like it's it, like the force is like limitless kind of like with with 
theology and, and the power of God and whatever. Like he'll come to you in a burning bush. He'll come to you in, in an animal form. He'll come to you in an angel form. He'll come to you and just as a regular person. Like there's so many ways that, you know, God can present himself in front of you. Same thing with the force. There's so there's something new that the force, it's like the force is limitless, you know, mm-hmm. in this universe. So I did like that whole idea of they can communicate with one another without having to be. And it even says like, where Kylo even runs out and when he sees Ray, he was like, I can't see you. Like, I can't see, I can see you, but I can't see your surround. It just looks like you're in the hallway with me right now, mm-hmm. but I can't see anything around. He's like, can you see anything? Like he's even figuring it out. Yeah, like he's trying to, <laughs> I like it too, because that's one part I, I thought was actually, I don't think it's meant to be funny, mm. but he's like, I can't see your surroundings only. And she goes, you snake. Yeah. And, was like, and then oh, he's geez. just like, hmm, can you see around me? She goes, yeah. you're going to pay. And she's yeah. just not even paying just attention. Dogging on yeah. him. Yeah. She's like, you idiot. You know, <laughs> he's like, hmm, I wonder how this, she's, shut your mouth. You know, she's just getting so mad. Yeah. You know, but I, I did funny. like that whole aspect of like, they can, they can even interact with each other. So like there's, there's Ray is on Skella, Michael, I forget. What, what's the, the, the the actual Canto Bite. No, what no, the, the, I don't know. I, the I forget the planet that Luke is on where he's hiding on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's raining there and he's inside like like a Star Destroyer or whatever. Coco. <laughs> he's having some cocoa. Oh yeah. He's he, I yeah, think he's, Luke I think that's the time where Luke is checking out the Falcon. Sometimes. But there's like a big rainstorm and some mm-hmm. water flashes on her spa- splashes on her face and um, right after they are done projecting, he f- wipes his face off, and there's water on it. I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. interesting!" And it lends like, and they and don't explain doing it. that more and more. Yeah, like, like they touched hands and everything. Like and they then can in interact. The last one, he rips her necklace off. Yeah, you know? like it's tangible things that and they can they have interact a fight. with. Yeah, but like I like that because it still it lends to that the the, the, the force is mysterious. You don't. No one has a complete understanding of the force, which right. I really I did really like, and they didn't have to over explain it. Unlike, you know, like rebels where they like legit have time travel. Yeah. And you can just go into different portals and you're in space and there's a wire network. I was like, that's too far. Yeah. That's too much. And that's can, too Doctor Who for me. You can fly through space. You can fly. Yeah, you can fly. Yeah. Uh, Leia being able to do that was weird. Mm-hmm. Not that it has to narr- narratively make sense. Just visually, it looks weird. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Like it's like it would have been different if like she was in space and she like force pulls like a rope to her hand and then maybe they reel her in like that i don't know yeah pretty much i don't know or maybe she's not so far out you know what she should have she should have force flew by doing that dance move where you pretend you have a rope (laughs) yeah and then you start pulling that (laughs) instead she's pulling a a non-existent rope and she's getting closer back to the ship but yeah space mary poppins is you know the the famous famous thing it was weird and even our friend jamie who wanted to watch these movies he's like i thought that part was cool when i saw it the other day he was like yeah after watching it the (laughs) second time he's like that does look kind of weird so we we finally got it we finally changed his mind we've convinced him otherwise but this i think another thing that ruined this movie for me at least was that it was so taken apart it was like there were i don't know how this is probably the most I mean, other than the original trilogy, but this is probably the one single Star Wars movie that has the most YouTube. Yeah, it's dissected the most for sure. Yeah, like that. I remember when I first saw the throne room scene fight; it was great. I was like, "This is really cool." You show it with a wide shot, and then he zooms in, and then it's just like all of them and everything. 
And then you watch a breakdown of the fight and like, oh, yeah, that it does look really choreographed. And yeah, guys are waiting for their cue. Yeah, yeah. But you would have never noticed that. If, and honestly, I think that fight works if it doesn't start out as a wide shot. Like right. it like it you can tell like the uh the 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 fight coordinator probably was thinking like oh they're going to shoot this scene and and probably not but it looks like they could have shot this film a little bit more close with a little bit more edits as right. opposed to these big wide shots where you can see all these inaccuracies on, mm-hmm. on film for so. sure i agree with that but um, yeah but, but that you know that's why it's the most decisive. Yeah. So, I we we did divisive. not even talk about not decisive. Decisive. Divisive. Yeah. It's I decidingly the most divisive. <laughs> um, we did not even talk about Mister Don't Join Himself, which stands for DJ. Oh, Benicio del Toro. Yeah. Mister hate him. Mister. Yeah, Mister Stutterer. Stutterboy. Which is weird. It's f- no so offense forced. to anybody out there with a stutter, but uh, yeah, the, the the inclusion of that in his character just felt strange yeah i want my own personal head canon even though i do like when theory. he goes i do like when he goes what's your story roundy i'm talking yeah. to bba like, oh, why are you yeah. talking to the droid i don't know shut up put your shoes on <laughs> yeah get out of there why does he have his shoes get out of himself yeah. well, he, was, he was laying down and i i just again canto by rose tico dj they are all unnecessary and they're just there to serve mm-hmm. Uh, plot convenience yeah because they go to canto bite because they need to find the code breaker to do the one very specific thing that may work there's it's like a theory or whatever and they're doing it in secret because they don't want to tell uh admiral, admiral holdo because she won't let it happen whatever so it has to be a very very specific mission that they're on and they find the person at the casino they get put in jail they can't use that person anymore for whatever reason. And then they run into somebody else who also happens to be the exact person or the, the person that has the exact skill set that they need. Or he's lying about that. I guess he could have maybe. I don't I, I don't know. But it's just, it was just very convenient that he's in that specific cell with them. He's That's like, true. Oh, hey, we need that. That's true. That's like saying like very can. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very convenient. Yeah. So, yeah, his, his and again, my own theory that I like is Benicio del Toro was originally supposed to be cast as Darth Maul in the Phantom Menace, um, but then I think I don't know if they weren't able to come to an agreement because he didn't have any lines or whatever um, or scheduling issues. Um, so I think they hire him again, or they do hire him this time. He's like, you know what? Because you guys didn't hire me, I'm gonna make you guys. I'm just, you're gonna just gonna hate my character. Because guess my what? Now he's got a. L- I get a stutter. And it's not even like it would be different because it's a stutter. Yeah. Too. But he'll go like and then he'll like what what is that? Is it's like a tick, it's a stutter, it's a little bit of both. I was like, what are you doing? Like you're come on. You are an academy nominated, nominated award nominated. Yeah. Actor. Like yeah. you are such a caricature right now. It's really weird. It's like this Jack Sparrow Cavalier type of character. It's pretty much what it was. It was space Jack Sparrow. Just really weird and very weird. Yeah. And anyways, he betrays them, but it, yeah. it doesn't matter. But again, it's just, they bring back Phasma for no reason, just to get sunned, just, just again. to get killed again. I mean, yeah. you, you, I I was operating on the assumption that she died at the end of the Force Awakens. Um, because they're like trash compactor. No, yeah, I mean it's it's that whole you know. Off, and then also the thing. planet blows up. So. Yeah, she got out of the trash compactor. Quick, 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 record time. Well, she works there. Yeah, 
Um, she knows the codes. Yeah, so I, th- the dynamic with Ray and Luke, you know, oh, the comedy just didn't work. <laughs> it just didn't work. Not not from a very, you know, I, the comedy was kind of throughout. The I one mean, that worked for me was he, he told Ray to reach out and feel the force, and she puts her actual hand yeah. out. And it worked for me because I was like, okay, cool. She's doing what he asked. You know, I didn't get that he meant reach out physically, like not yeah. like like a like mentally, mentally, yeah. Um, and then he hit, you know, he's touching her hand with a, with like a big long leaf, and he smacks her, you know. Yeah. And I was like, why did he smack her? And then he's, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. I realized it as she realizes it. Kind of I was like, it, it hey, was, that's a little funny. It was kind of like very reminiscent of you know the type of feel that yoda had with luke when he first met him where he's all like going mm-hmm. through his crap and he's like you know fighting with r2 over a light and yeah. stupid stuff like when that he's like, just yeah. a little troll boy yeah he's being a troll <laughs> which is yeah i didn't have so much of a oh i didn't mean like that i meant like literal like little troll man oh <laughs> not like yeah. he would not like he was trolling no he was trolling ray which i think is funny he was like no you you want to you want to do this be serious about it you know mm-hmm. like think you know like don't um i have one for you what yeah. about bb8 operating a walker Weird, just weird. Okay, and it got its head ripped off so we could see that uh, it was see BB-8? that it was BB. I remember that happening, go- and I went, "Why?" Audibly, I was like, "What is what?" what? Yeah, okay. I was so confused. You can plug up electrical um, with your head. With, you can plug up electrical malfunctions with with just putting your hand up again, like yeah. it's water. BB eight not- provides he BB eight provides the best like consistent. Humor. Yeah, um, but the your mama joke at the beginning just. I was like, why? Don't. Just yeah, don't. It's I have a message mainly because mother. Star Wars, again, you don't have to, but if you want it to be, because the concept of Star Wars is already farcical. It's already ridiculous for anybody, any kind of, I mean, this was, Star Wars came out in a time where movies like, you know, like we said, like The Godfather and, you know, when did Kramer vs. Kramer come out? Was that 80s or 70s? <laughs> but like serious, uh, like, 70s, yeah, like, like thriller type movies you know they were real like drama movies was a big thing in the 70s taxi driver taxi that's a good example taxi driver you know like these very very like human condition element type movies were coming out and yeah star wars comes out sci-fi wasn't as big yet star wars kind of it was dying out almost back into the Mm. light so it's already ridiculous and even today like you like any adult that has all this crap to worry about they have to find the necessity to go see a Star Wars movie, even if they have seen one before, like, why do I need to see this movie again? I've already seen six others like it. Yeah. What you can do is not make it so over the top and so cartoony to where you, where it just doesn't feel, you know, hammy. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, I, the what, what I really like about the original trilogy. Mm. Cause there's comedy in the original trilogy. Yeah, there is, but it's organic comedy. Well and paced. It's it is well paced, but it's um, it's uh, oh man, what what the word that I always use for it is it's charming humor. Oh yeah, it's very it's quaint, like it's not over the like Han Solo is acting like a jerk and arrogant, and his jokes are very are very much in the line of a jerk and and a, and a you know arrogant asshole. Like like mm-hmm. the, it's those kind of comments that he makes. Look, sweetheart. He's, look, yeah, princess. He's, he's very like um arrogantly yeah and you like c-3po is not a he's he's a bumbling in it but he's a nervous wreck all the time so he's his jokes are just kind of just they're charming like they're they're very like 
like uh, you know sh- you know shut him up or shut him down he was like i'm just trying to help you know like yeah. like stuff like that where it makes you chuckle i don't right. need laugh out like i'm talking about how big his mom is or whatever his whatever the or is it? he said i have a message for him from uh, his mother yeah like all okay i'll wait wait that's like okay this is you, you guys are missed the mark and mm-hmm. i understand that the mass appeal you need to get there sure you know like you, you're trying to make sure everybody's laughing loud loud like but it's the same kind of Marvel humor that kind of gets old after a while. Sure, for and sure. And it's just too on the nose. Mm-hmm. I so, agree with that. Yeah, that's another thing that, and that's not a critique just on Last Jedi. It's that's like that through throughout all of them. Yeah. yeah. So agreed. Um, okay, well let's move to the last one as we wrap the episode up, and we'll talk Rise of Skywalker, both of our least favorites of the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Potentially your least favorite Star Wars. I think uh, it is my ever. least favorite Star Wars. I still think my least favorite is Phantom Menace. Um, well, we have one, one at the beginning and one at the end, but this one right, right above it or whatever yeah. you know. This one's yeah. right next to it in the order. Right. Um, you know, I think you were. We almost were both kind of like just ready for the trilogy to be over. Almost. Yeah. Um, the Rise of Skywalker is the most contradictory, even more so than Last Jedi, because it takes what Last Jedi did in contradiction at times to. Force Awakens and then flips it back again yeah. to try to like re like rewrite the chorus, but Real quick. N- not in a good way. Real quick, yeah. I didn't like Holdo because she was a woman. I didn't like Holdo because her Wait, plan. You just said. Well, no, no, that was. You said I didn't like Holdo because she was a woman. No, you mean a lot of people said no, that it was yeah, like a that, sexist that had thing. nothing to do with it. It had nothing to I do l- with. I that. liked her character for the most part, but I felt like she. I didn't like her character because her plan was stupid. Yeah, it I, didn't I make felt sense. like she, the plan was was relatively fine. I felt like she was pointlessly secretive about it. Yeah, for no reason. Like it, you could have, you could have, um, like you're already sacrificing ships and everything. You might as well, if if you know that somebody has a potential of doing stuff erratic, like Poe does. I mean, not to say that Poe was right or wrong or anything like that. But if you know that someone like like Luke's canon, like Poe is, it has you know some, like you don't want to leave anything. I mean, her character is kind of why I kind of disliked Poe in this movie. A little bit. Like their, their back and forth made me annoyed at both of them. Yeah, I was like, you guys both shouldn't be in command right now because mm-hmm. you both are not doing anything. Like ultimately, right. they figure out her plan at the end anyway. So it's just like, what, what was the point anyway? Right. That was the last thing I want to say. No, that's okay. So right, right. So Rise of Skywalker kind of just tries to rewrite the course that yeah, Last Jedi turned around. Yeah, J.J. Abrams is back, um, and 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 lens not, flashier not than ever. Than, not better than ever. Yeah, no, he's back. And um, this one is the perfect example of what J.J. Abrams being told what to do looks like. Sure. Yeah, I think. That you know, they initially were going to do three different directors for each one. Colin Trevorrow was supposed to be doing this mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. and which I wasn't excited about either because I did not like Jurassic World. Yeah, and apparently, you know, apologies, Colin, if you listen to this podcast for which some does. reason, which, which he, he does. does. All the big directors do. Um, apparently, he's hard. He's notably hard to work with at times. Again, um, just like rumors and yeah, exactly. hearsay and all that stuff. Exactly. So. But the idea is like after Last Jedi, they were worried that his take was going to was gonna be equally poorly received. Right. And so they brought J.J. back because at least Force Awakens was more well received. Well, even they had to convince J.J. to do 
Force Awakens. It right. took George Lucas actually going to his house and saying, like, come on, dude, I I really want you for this. Mm-hmm. And this and one... I, they, then I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. He was only going to do... I mean, he was executive no, I meant, I meant producer George. on this, did I? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I'm out. Get me out of here. <laughs> but, um, but I'm sorry, continue. Oh, you, yeah, sorry. So... I was just going to say um, the idea was almost like, you know, they were afraid what Colin Trevorrow's was going to do in terms of like continuing the story that people yeah. weren't weren't very well receptive to. Right. And then ultimately um, decided to go back to J.J. Abrams to really just muddy up more. Yeah. Um, what was already pretty much a muddy. swamp. Yeah. A, a real Dagobah situation. Well, it's there's a great YouTube video that I watched about this where the whole sequel trilogy is a anti trilogy, and I was like, what is that? Mm. Mean? Or it's an anti Star Wars movie, or whatever. Um, because the Force Awakens is so anti the prequels, right? The for or the Last Jedi is so anti the Force Awakens, and now this movie almost full circle is so anti last Jedi that it just becomes, so that's why they call it an anti trilogy because it's not trying to be a cohesive through line. It's not cohesive at all. And that's the main critique that I said earlier when I, when we started talking is the reason why I didn't like these movies as much is not that I had a problem with its structure and like all that stuff is just some, you know, like extra things that are like some stuff that I, yeah, were could go without. Mm-hmm. But the main thing, the main critique that I have is that I don't watch just Empire Strikes Back. I don't watch just Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. I watch all of them, even the bad ones, because they add to the story in some kind you know, A plus B equals C type of narrative. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it shows, I don't know this for sure, but everybody knows for a fact that there was no, you know, there was no through line. There was no clear cut. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is all the stuff in between. No, you know what's funny is if I if I watch Force Awakens, right. say, for the first time, and then I watch Rise of Skywalker, I go, wow, okay, the one in the middle must really explain all of this. Right, right, right. It does not. And I told that to my buddy. I was like, when I saw Last Jedi and before Rise of Skywalker came out, I was like, I either wanted to see J.J. Abrams' Episode seven movie, or, or no no sorry Ryan Johnson's episode seven movie or J J Abrams episode eight movie because yeah. they are both not in the same trilogy. I honestly would have preferred J J just do all three. I guess it would have um, been easy money and or honestly give you know give that freedom and that that I and that's why I was like I am very uh, I'm anticipating very much so Ryan Johnson's movie because I want to see how weird he gets with it a little bit. You yeah. know, I do want to be challenged as an audience member. I don't want to have my expectations subverted because that means you know what I need. You I think I mean? he certainly injected some new interesting things into right. Star Wars. You know, right. I, don't, I don't want to say that just because I didn't love The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. even though I do like a lot of parts of it, that I thought he did a bad job. It's like when someone says, "If like if you don't like Salvador Salvador Dali, then you don't like art." Yeah. I felt like that's what Ryan Johnson was 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 conveying when he was writing Last Jedi, and when Rise of Skywalker came out, this was like, com- this was a committee movie. This was a movie that was written by a committee. Mm-hmm. There there there's some expectations we need to have. 
no, we can't have a lesbian kiss at the end or a lesbian couple in this, but we can have maybe two seconds of one so we can edit it out for China. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's things like that or for the more, I, I pick on China, but like it's the more conservative countries that are yeah. not, you know. I mean, I mean it, that was the one in the news about that right, specific right. scene. And it was like a, literally a blink and you miss it type, yeah. type of scene. So there are things in this movie that are just dumb, like absolutely dumb. Yeah, I agree with that. I think um, it. I just th- I just felt like there was a lot of unearned stuff in the Rise of Skywalker. I, yeah, I and felt it, like he was trying to tell eight and nine at the same time. Yeah, and and where you know, or his in, version of eight, mm-hmm. and and in you know where in the original movies you have the bond between Luke and Han and Leia very present yeah. throughout all three of them. You know, uh, Poe doesn't meet. Ray until the end of Last Jedi, um, Finn, you know, spent the first one with her, but spent the second one without her, right? Until the end again, and then they ha- they just have a hug, and then you know th- the three of them are are splashing around the galaxy together, and it felt very unearned. It felt yeah. it felt like why should I care about this group as a trio? Like it 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 seemed like. How I want to word this? It seems like they are getting on just fine because we have known these characters will eventually team up together. Right. So that's why I think when they were writing them like that, they were like, they're going to be so willing to accept that they work together as a trio because mm-hmm. it's happened before. You know, we've had Luke, Leia, and um, Han. Mm-hmm. We had Obi Wan. We had Padme. We have Anakin. Now we need our trio. So this right. people are expecting it. So it's just going to work. So just don't question it. And it doesn't. It, it doesn't. And like, I don't like the dynamic between Poe and Ray. Yeah. Um, They're just hateration. They just all day. don't like each other very. Like they, they both like, she calls them difficult and stuff. Yeah. Well, and at the end of, um, last, Jedi, last Jedi, he was it's like, very kind of weirdly flirtatious. Yeah. Like again, they didn't have a plan. They didn't know where they it's wanted to go. It's almost like they're like, okay, we got Finn. Yeah. And Rose. Yeah. You know, let's now. throw him off the scent. Yeah. Let's make him flirt with Ray. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's it just didn't ma- feel like anything to me. And then, yeah, yeah. when you meet him, then the first time you see him talk, they're just arguing with each other. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is like it would have been different if because the reason why they're arguing is because Poe comes back from obtaining information from Space Mark Hamill and um, everyone in Star Wars is Space Mark. Hamill. Yeah. He's never Earth Mark Hamill yeah. in Star Wars, you fool. And they come back, and he's light speed skipping, which was something that was weird. Uh, um, what I can gather from it just by watching, gather what I can gather from it just by watching, is that he jumps in light speed, he jumps out, and jumps, jumps back, back in. in, jumps back out, and it's a it's a way he's trying to get away from Tie Fighters, right, right. And um, I'm assuming what he what it is is all all that it, that I just said, like yeah. light speed skipping. You're just jumping in and out of light speed, which she says would put unneeded. Stress on the hyperdrive yeah. and the compressor. So. Yeah. So and so the, basically the, the the whole series is about that damn compressor. <laughs> um, but he comes back. The, the Falcons all messed up, and you know they on they fire. start arguing. It would have been different if she was on that mission with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like interacting to the point where we can like they're they're like Ray's flying, and so is Poe, and they're arguing over who is going to be you know like 
the the pilot of yeah of the, just, of the Falcon. it just never felt cohesive and, yeah and that's the thing about this whole trilogy yeah so like if ray was on that mission and then they come out and they start arguing like that yeah that would be like oh okay so they've been doing they they they've been doing this for a minute they've been doing this for a minute and they can't seem to get their act together yeah. but they just come back and he was like well why aren't you out there you're their best fighter i was like when do there's not one other good fighter like we need Ray there at all times. It's right. why why wasn't she there with you? She was I know she's f- focusing on her training, but she's also in wartime, you know, because yeah. you guys are going up against the um, first order, you know, empire li- diet, you know, diet li- empire. Um, yeah. Empire light empire. I was going to say empire light and then diet came to mind first. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was just such it's. It's weird dynamic, and then they continue that into their little scavenger hunt of the most weird uh, MacGuffins ever. Yeah, so the you start you start the movie by seeing Kylo Ren finding a Sith wayfinder. Why is it in a holocron? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's shaped like a Sith holocron. Yeah, so holocrons are these. These items in Star Wars are basically they're like they're just like mini computers. They have a lot of yeah. information on them and everything. And Jedi and Sith both have different ones. You see the Jedi use them at the temple. Yeah, and the Jedi holocrons are a cube. The Sith holocrons are a pyramid shape. Yeah, and the Sith are they glow red, blue are blue for the Jedi. Right. The Wayfinder is in the same formation of a hel- uh, uh, a holocron, a Sith holocron. Right. Why'd they just use a Sith well, holocron? Because, Why'd they gotta call it a wayfinder? Because a wayfinder is a directional, it holds directions, it holds uh, course details, um, and it doesn't do what a holocron does, which a holocron holds. Think of think of a holocron as, you know, like a, a hard drive, right, holding whatever you put on it. And the Wayfinder is more like your Maps app or like, you know, the old TomToms. You know, their purpose was holding directional information. So the way I kind of comprehend it is the Wayfinder specifically was used uh, as a way for, and there was two of them, um, mm. for 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 um, Kylo to yeah. go find the Sith homeworld, which I forget the name of it, and um, um. which is where the... Skellig Michael Island. No, um, Exegol. Exegol, thank you, which is the homeworld, which is where the apparently still alive Darth Sidious is. Yeah. Which I think was so stupid and so unearned. And throughout the movie, you know, you find out obviously that Ray is, her parents were, um, her dad was a son, but clone son of, right. of Sidious. He's married to. Uh, Killing Eve, Jody. What's her name? Oh, uh, Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, jo- no, Jodie Whittaker is is Doctor Who. Oh, um, Jodie Foster. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, she's in Free Guy. She's yeah, in, yeah, she's in a lot yeah. of stuff. I didn't know her at the time, but yeah, like watching it, I was yeah. like, oh hey. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I realized that the, literally the last time we well, were watching yeah. it together. Yeah, and um, it's just one of many things related to that portion of the story that was very. I'll say this dumb to me. Rise of Skywalker is the best um check your phone a lot Star Wars movie. <laughs> That's true. Cuz I was on my That's phone true. quite a lot. Yeah, me too. I, yeah. Um yeah, th- I mean th- this whole movie was just like why? Why are things happening? Why do we need to have Jody Comer? Comer. Okay. Um why do we need ha- again, why isn't it called 
holocron instead of a wayfinder why is it called wayfinder how can it there's nothing more unique or intellectual you know type of uh um what's terminology i guess but just nothing special that you guys want to call it you guys want to call it to find the way to exegol you're gonna need to find the wayfinder okay why is he in some random forest doing it doesn't matter <laughs> why and so they have to go um Apparently, why do they go to Kajimi? Not Kajimi. This uh, the other sand planet, where they have that Burning Man festival. Oh, because um, they have to find Ochi's ship. They're finding Ochi's ship ship because it had it had um, directions to like, like it had information. Okay, so they had to find that knife. I don't oh. think they knew that about the knife though. I uh, think that's I what I'm saying. That. Like exactly why? So they go to this planet because again they have to have some type of adventure concept in Star Wars, and they forgot about that. So they're like, "Oh, that's right." Um, okay, so let's let them go to this planet where Lando has been chilling on. I think he went to meet them there. Actually. Okay, and yeah, it, it, th- that's how I felt about this whole movie. Was like, sure, okay, fine. But if you say so. Yeah, sure. everything, just like I said, just feels so unearned. And so that leads them to not take the Millennium Falcon to the destination that they need to go in the middle of the de- from one part of the, de- the desert to another part of the desert. I think they, I think they said maybe because they would recognize. They would well, see they, it. They would see, the, yeah. Because they, they, there was already patrol. Yeah. Okay. So they go into the Burning Man Festival and meet up with really weird elephant people. And, and they meet uh, they meet Sangi Gima. Okay, remember? Oh, the little kid. What's your name? Yeah, don't well, got I, one. Solo. What's your no? They asked what's your family name is. Yeah. I was like, who asked that? Sangi Why do they Gima. ask? Him? Yeah, and she did. And I, I guess don't it's got a, one. It's, it's Solo. It's yeah. Ray Solo. Um, that's what she should have gone. By. Yeah, they have that really. On like it, it's the. Boba Fett, Vespa, Chase, mm-hmm. and then the chase and Rise of Skywalker between the between the First Order troopers and them. Mm-hmm. On the two different speeders. On the two different speeders, and one is on tracks for some reason. <laughs> I, I, I don't... It's it's like, did they think... Did they proofread before they sent it out? Or they were like... Because Colin Trevorrow did have a script ready, and he yeah. was ready to film. Very different, too. But they, and it was very different, but they had creative differences and he got let go so this script very much felt rushed not yeah. just in tempo but just uh, it felt like Content. they yeah well they they forgot about things they forgot about this it felt a lot like season eight of game of thrones yeah it did just that's like things are happening yeah. oh shoot we forgot about that that's, okay just that's a good call and they were just rushing to get to the end. Mm-hmm. So now they are missing little things. Like we've literally had nothing but hovering um, speeders and spaceships. No, these guys are going to be on dirt bikes. I I don't I don't. Okay, fine, whatever. It's it's a it, at this point that compared to the bigger problems with this, that's a nitpick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they get to Ochi's ship. Yeah, but he's like uh, a Sith assassin or something. I don't know. Yeah, he was a Sith assassin, and oh, they got stuck in like quicksand for all. Intents yeah, purposes. they got stuck in black quicksand when all the other sand is very much brown or a light brown. Well, that's where their ship crashed. I guess they okay. fell right sure. into it somehow. Okay, perfectly. Yeah, 
And yeah, then they they got sucked down into like a below the level, like ground level cave. But before that, we get the most important part of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Right before they sink down, Finn is feeling existential for a minute, a little bit, and says, "Ray, I never told you." And they get sucked down, right. and we're like, "Oh, what does Finn have? Does Finn to love say? Ray? You does know? Finn love Poe? Does, po? does Finn, Finn love Poe? Does is does Finn?" Gonna go back to the Stormtrooper Academy. Yeah, and something. Really figure is it there out. something very, very crucial mm-hmm. that it was very much put an emphasis on? Not, not like oh he said it once and never said anything ever again. It's continue, con- like continuously brought up throughout the movie. Yeah, and then and then fi- er, and then Poe's all jealous. Yeah, he's like, uh, she says, so what do you want to tell me? He goes, what? And she goes, you said well, right said before you said before he went down. You said you never told me. He goes, I'll tell you later. And then Pose gets why? walks between him like, what? When Pose not around? Hmm? Again, why is there a like there why has is there been this nothing, weird tension? There, it ha, if there's nothing but good vibes between the reason why everybody shipped Poe and Finn is because they were just like they were buds. I was like, yeah, like we're just we're just gonna go travel. That jacket looks good on you. We're, lip, you know what? Lip me and bite. you, man, we're gonna go to uh, we're gonna go to Europe together, and we're gonna get matching tattoos. We're gonna we're rent gonna... a hostel for a month. Yeah, like, the, and then out of nowhere, he's like, "Why?" Because Poe's not here. I'm like, "Where is this coming from, dog?" Yeah, like, he's oh, just all... step off. Like, or, I mean, but yeah. why? Why is that in there? Exactly. Doesn't matter. Never we gotta answered. get to the next thing. Never answered. There's a knife on the ground. Yeah. Okay. OG's knife. And I, I I don't know if Ray senses it, but she puts her hand, and just the whole thing is submerged in sand. I probably would be looking for an exit rather than just mulling around in the mm-hmm. sand. Um, Ochi apparently they never got a hold of Ochi because he died there. His bones are still there. Yeah, there's a big serpent. She heals it with her force healing powers. Didn't like that. Um, you know, C three PO reads the the blade and says the location of the Sith Wayfinder is inscribed on the blade but it's in it's in Sith writing he keep his You did bring up a good point about that there. Yeah, so his, his 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 um programming. programming forbades forbids him from speaking it. Mm. Um but freaking Anakin Skywalker did your programming unless <laughs> unless that was added. It's like Microsoft Windows probably. Know, yeah, your unless your most recent update did that to you. Yeah. Um, why does your program why are you forbid for programming that? forbid that? I, yeah, stupid. I don't, I don't know. But it ultimately leads him to another planet where Poe's been before. So now we have two MacGuffins that we yeah. need to get each of. Mm-hmm. And so, so um, next thing, because they lose the knife because oh, because Chewie gets captured. Chewie gets captured because the Knights of Ren finally decide to come in out something. of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ray and 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 Kylo have this cool moment where Ray does like a flip over the his Tie Fighter and cuts it and stuff and. Um, then they have like a a, a, a a force flex on each other, and then she she lightnings uh, yeah. and blows the ship up, and so it's all this different stupid stuff. Yeah. Anyways, um, they there are they, now that I'm thinking, but there are more stuff that I wanted to say about last Jedi, but we're we're here now. We're done. Uh, they think you know Chewie's dead. They think that she killed him on accident by doing the lightning. Anyways, they go to this whole ne- another planet that Poe's familiar with because, um, they need to get. C-3PO, they need to get the inscription out of him, and so that means yeah. they have to oh, wipe that's his right. like, memory yeah. banks. And so you think that there's going to be this significant moment where C-3PO is going to yeah. be like erased from what we know him as. Which is sad. And yeah, there was some weight to it. And you got little Babu Frick, you know, hey, hey, 
little Babu Frick, the little guy doing all the work. Yeah. I don't I want to. He's right down here. <laughs> a little too high. A little yeah, too high. He's, he's yeah. about three or four inches tall. Yeah. Um. No, pro- probably like, he's probably like a foot yeah. off the ground. He's small. Yeah, small guy. He's small guy. I'm a little guy. I'm a little guy. Little feet. Little hands. little hands. My shoulders are slumped forward. I'm a small guy. I'm a little guy. I'm a little guy. So, Portlandia, shout up. So, um, yeah, and then they wipe his memory banks. I really don't want to go like like note for note on this story because we're like in the there middle right no now. There is no story. Um, but, you know, it's just another example of like, first off, it's we need this thing, go get this thing, can't get this thing, go to this place, get this thing, go back to this place. And then also, there's just no weight in this movie to like, emotional moments you think chewie's dead chewie's not dead you think c-3po's mind is wiped actually r2d2 did have his memory bank backed up even though c-3po crapped on him and was like r2's memory banks and are are widely known as being bad or you know uh non-reliable or whatever yeah yeah but it, it was very very um that they've had moments like that where there's this movie has no stakes because um yeah we have that whole scenario with with c3po like oh no we're gonna lose c3po you know he's gonna get his mind erased and we won't ever mm-hmm. you know he'll he'll die pretty much mm-hmm. is what they're kind of building up to you know we see uh chewbacca get loaded onto a ship that explodes and we all think oh sh- shoot Chewbacca died yeah that's a pretty like pretty uh, you know pretty big moment yeah everyone's dying yeah and I was like okay this 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 all the OG's dead well they they have some you know they have some guts with this one at least they're being you know provocative like that a little bit Mm -hmm. but then no Chew uh later on the movie C-3PO gets his mind backed up that's what I'm saying man Chewbacca was on another transport identical identical that took off at a different time that we don't see at all Mm -hmm. they just assume that Chewie's Anyway, um, you know, very, very much why why this is happening. So and yeah, like the emperor being, I don't, I don't know why. Hated that. Hated I don't know why. That. And he, so there was this supreme leader Snoke who is kind of being built up as the main antagonist, but um, he dies in the Last mm-hmm. Jedi. That's what I was going to bring up earlier, but. I I didn't really care as much that Last Jedi, they kill him off because everybody's like, what? He was supposed to have a background and everything. I was like, I was like, I I do like how it kind of made way for Kylo. You know, we don't have to uh-huh. have that Emperor archetype. We can have Kylo be the main bad. You know, we can have him be the antagonist that everybody has to foil. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. Um, and I and I, I honestly thought that Ray might was going to like go with him at the end and say like what this this really doesn't mean everything right like i mean we don't have to keep doing this back and forth because yeah they beat the empire and yet they still came back like right. what's the whole point like so i really like that idea that she wouldn't go evil but she wouldn't for that matter like side with you know the just the good guys yeah so so yeah i was very uh i mean let down initially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was intrigued it's kind of like uh calvin candy from django and shane like you had my interest now you have my curiosity when they first no i think it's you have my curiosity now you have my attention oh now your attention um but i had that feeling when i first saw the trailer and they included palpatine's voice yep uh or no his laugh i'm like the emperor mm-hmm. really right 
And I was like, that's interesting because he's dead. You know, yeah. like we saw him, you know, being thrown down in a very cavernous pit into like this force field that yeah. evaporated him. And also uh, the thing exploded. Yeah. So they played with that idea a little bit um, with the idea that uh, he was cloned in the Battlefront 2 story mode. Yeah, yeah. And so... And I think that's what they might be building up to in a story plot for Mandalorian because mm-hmm. they're they're in... They're, yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of weird... Like, why is he... So he, he invented Snoke, and I say invented because we see a test tube of other Snokes yeah. Just on top of each other. <laughs> Ready to go if needed. Yeah. So he's like, I made Snoke. Cool. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Um, he's been the one that's communicating because Kylo Ren has been gathering artifacts like Sith artifacts. That apparently right. he has Darth Vader's helmet. He has all these different things that he f- and he communicates kind of. He feels like he's communicating with Darth Vader in a way which you think it's just him being crazy. Mm-hmm. But no, it's literally the Emperor. Yeah. Emperor Palpatine talking to him in Vader's voice. Yep. And, and he's also been the one connecting Rey and him through the Force. Sure. Okay. Because Kylo even said so in Last Jedi. He's like, you're not doing this. The effort would kill you. Mm-hmm. You, you can't do this. Yeah. And Implying yeah, that there's something more there, but not, no, it's just Palpatine being Palpatine, a troll. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Everything is so... It's almost like they had they had thought out ideas and then like then they showed up and they're like, oh, I forgot to write it down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever you think. I is best. like, so Palpatine is, so he's decaying. Okay. He's not in particles as he should be. He's decaying. Like it seems like someone stabbed him a long time ago and now like his body is just yeah, being held together. Decaying. Yeah. Physically. Like he, his bones are showing out of his fingers. Mm-hmm. He He's very like washed out. He has like, we were saying he has like uh cataracts really bad cataracts because yeah, his, his eyes are all milky and milky. everything and uh he has black lips you know he, he's he's a corpse basically that's what they're trying to imply mm-hmm. it would have made more sense if he was a sith version of a forest ghost yeah and that's the that. way he yeah. was able to manipulate like he's so powerful that even through learning the skill of how to become like what they like you know he was just like this evil, like demonic spirit. That's like entity almost. Like, yeah, that's just kind of like filling the the hearts of man with evil reason. Mm-hmm. That's how they. That's where the inspiration came to build up another yep. empire. Like the mm-hmm. the spirit of Palpatine is still very much alive and around, yeah. rather than him being connected to a life support machine that can clearly go anywhere from the ceiling. carries him like around. That, that, He's like an, a kid holding an action figure. Like that pulley system must be very intricate. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and um, I, I, I see just that. just doing it, yeah. Yeah, you're just <laughs> doing the whole motion of a kid playing with a toy. Um, yeah, and so they have to go to, so they go to Kajimi and then they go... It's hard to keep track of this. Movie, I really man. don't it's, even want to rehash the story. Well, the, I want to bring up a part that irritates me okay. about because um, they do a cool part in the movie is when um, Ray and Kylo are having that lightsaber fight yeah. through that force projection thing or whatever. They knock over all Kylo's little beans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, his little Sith beans. Um, and it's just so funny that she is on his star destroyer. After she gets up, after they get up there, they sneak onto it to get their stuff back. Mm-hmm. 
and Kylo goes to Kijimi because I I forget what brought him there in the first place, but he's on Kijimi now. They were talking to each other earlier, right? And um, the Knights of Ren followed them there. That's right. That's right. So Ren goes. So they, they basically, <laughs> he's in his Star Destroyer. She's on the planet. Pretty much go like this. Swap spots. They swap spots. She's in his living quarters. He's on the planet. Yeah. And then they're like, you know, I'm. We, let's. It's it's the fight scene. So come on, get ready. And then they fight out, and he's like, "Where are you? I can't find you." And then they they hit the like the column that's holding the Darth Vader helmet, and he's like, "That's where you are." Like, yeah, she's literally up there, dude. Do you not have any security cameras in there? Do you not see yeah, people? He's got snakes? no speakers in his helmet. Whatever. So yeah. Anyway, so they they uh, she tells or he tells her after they finally get caught up, um, that um, you know there's a reason because before in the Last Jedi it mm-hmm. was you want to know who your parents are. You know, again, subversion of expectation. You want to know? There were nobodies. They you're trash. Sucked. You're, not to yeah, me, you're not to me, but other people are saying it. Yeah, you're trash. You're I trash. didn't say that. I they, didn't say other that. Other people said it. You're, but you are absolute garbage, girl. <laughs> and Troll they sold girl. you for drinking money. They were nothing. They were nobodies. Mm-hmm. You're nobody. He literally says, "You're no one." To, but not to me. But not to me. You know, like he, like he is very much like again, Ryan Johnson. What a really, I'm gonna really. Hammer, you're not an Obi, you're not a Kenobi, you're not a Skywalker, you're not a Windu. It doesn't matter, like all those theories that you guys thought, you're nothing. You're nothing. I'd love to see the, I'd <laughs> the love connecting to see the tissue on that, that one. She was a Windu. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like all these, all these theories that people had. She's the granddaughter of this person, daughter of this person. She's, she's so, or she's Han's daughter, that his illegitimate daughter. You know, stupid stuff like that. And then. <laughs> Uh, literally says you're no one. You'll never be no one. No, no one. No one. No one. No one. No what? No how? I always thought she was a a clone. A clone? Yeah, I always thought she was related like, to Plo Plo Cloak. Yeah, I thought she was Plo Koon's kid. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you mispronounced it and says clone. But <laughs> anyway, we'll what go. Is it clone? Yeah. <laughs> Plo Koon. Excuse me. Plo Koon. Yeah, clune. I was like, you get Plo really... Clooney. Yeah, there you yeah. go. But he was like in this one complete contradiction of Last Jedi where like yeah. you're not just any person. <laughs> you're, you're the, the person. person. You're a Palpatine. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like. It's dumb. Uh, dumb. Very dumb. Many things that are dumb. It's like when someone like does something when they think is so cool and it's so lame, but you don't have the heart to tell them like that's so stupid, bro. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say to JJ Abrams. I was like, it's so dumb. That's, that's dumb, dude. That's the worst. That's you should have gone everything but that, you know, you, sh- you could have t- said she was a Kenobi. That would have, that would have been a little bit more digestible than she's. Mm-hmm. Cause how does he have kids? Did that's he have true. kids? He no, cloned him. Cl- oh, yeah, it's a clone. Convenient. Yeah. He had a clone that looked nothing like um, uh, Ian McDermott. Ian McDermott. Okay, cool. These uh, these are the last two things I will say about this movie. Okay. And they take place at the end of the movie. And it's mm-hmm. one thing I love and one thing, well, one thing I like and one thing I hate. The thing I like, that not only did she make her own lightsaber and it's staff-like. Yeah. Like we like everyone said she should because she, sta- she fights with the staff. Yeah. It contains the crystals from... Do you know that for a fact or are you just saying that? It certainly seems like it. Okay. Why, you know, she buries... Wait, it contains the crystals from where? Well, so she buries Luke's lightsaber. And Leia's. And Leia's lightsaber. Okay. I don't know how she could have got her hands on the green one. Exactly. But. It's never brought up again. But Leia's is. Blue. Blue. But you're saying she took the crystal out? 
I the the well so the idea right is she flips her lightsaber on you see a green light illuminate you see a blue light illuminate and then when her lightsaber fully comes out it's yellow uh-huh. meaning I always assume she mixed the kyber crystals she just mixed them just like yeah she's like do the thing do the um, thing and then what was your other I part? like that because hey you know it's it's a lightsaber color we haven't seen on the screen yet yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I mean we've seen it in Star Wars canon and live action yeah. um, but you know playing like the Force Unleashed for example you know mm-hmm. you you can have like all the different colors of your lightsaber playing. Um, Jedi Fallen Order, same thing. Not all the different ones, but you can have, you know, like green, purple, red, blue. Um, I think you can have yellow. I think that's it. But like, you mm-hmm. know, in Force Unleashed, you can have white, you can have black, you can have orange, you can have mm-hmm. all these different colors. Gold, I think. They were just like, here's all these colors, have fun. But um, so I did, I did like that, seeing a nice, you know, hey, yellow, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing I hated that she called herself a Skywalker. Yeah. Because again, a movie full of unearned things just had to throw one more unearned yeah. thing in there for me. Well, that and like I wish she was just like Palpatine. They go to Endor. Yeah. And because that the they find out that the knife has something on has an inscription to coordinates. To end some somewhere in the Endors, they go to Endor. They find out that the knife has the location of the Wayfinder, right. which is the wreckage of the Death, the Death Star, and the knife shows that it's in the throne room of the Death Star. Yeah, the way it's shown, that's in the throne room. It's uh, a Terrible. perfect mapping. The Goonies the, did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. They Goonies did. They literally the cutout of the knife is a cutout of the structure of the debris, actually, of yep. the Death Star. And then there's like this little, like, compass, yeah. something, whatever, that comes out of the knife. Yeah, you pull it all the way out, and then that pointed right at the throne room. I, you, and also again, from afar, you really had to assume, okay, it's right there. Let me get close to it. Yeah. Hope I picked the right spot. Even if you, even if she was close to it, mm-hmm. okay, that only works if you're in the right spot at the right time, but also if you're the right height, because well, if I mean, she was like can, a foot. You can finagle it, but yeah. But like, th- there are so many things wrong with that. That being the way that they, or you could just go in there and look for it. Or here's an idea: you were you're, the force was drawing you to the knife. Why not just have the force draw you to the to the wayfinder? And be like, there's because a it's pre- a Sith presence. wayfinder. Well, no, she she got drawn into that pit in the Last Jedi. You can get drawn by different aspects of the force. So why not just get drawn by the item? She was like, there's a strong. But is there anything force like about the, the wayfinder? wayfinder. It's a Sith Wayfinder. Just means they made it. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I'm just, I'm just saying. Stop making the knife work. It won't work. Oh, no, you're trying to make another thing work. And that that would have made is, more that sense. That is that J. J. I made Abrams' up. problem. That, no, that would have made sense more than saying, here's a knife. Ooh, look at this thing that comes out of the knife. There it is. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and she's still kind of like, like. Hops up around in it when she's just you know going into the Death Star. So it's not like there's a door that leads right to the throne room. Like she's like climbing up stuff. She's traversing stuff. Like what would that point to? Anyway, that was dumb. Um, the fight on the Death Star was cool. You know, there were some really cool visuals. Um, yeah, there there's. Finn has a new girl. They totally sideline Rose Tico in this one. They're like, totally. no, no, you stay here. You're not coming. Like even, I mean, they even said like, hey, you coming with us? She's like, can't, sorry. Leia wants me to read maps for something. 
Yeah, she's got to stay. She's the resistance wayfinder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they totally sidelined her. Like, just she was an unnecessary character in the first place. So they probably had the same. They're like, nah, nobody would care. We'll actually yeah. get applauded for it more, if anything. Because yeah. anyway. Um, and but Finn needs a girlfriend, apparently. So we have gr- girl Finn, which is a Lando's daughter. Lando's daughter. Again, not established in the movie. You got to watch a YouTube video or read a comic book or read like a like a study guide for. And they kind of say like a visual, like a visual those DK visual dictionaries that they have Mm -hmm. for movies that come out. That says in there that she is Lando's daughter. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Whatever. I don't care. Just because why she's black and and so is Lando. And so is Lando. You guys felt like you had to make everyone someone's freaking kid. I. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and just all the things that the, the the fight at the end was really, or the big battle was like so weird. Weird. I, I mean, you liked the the Han Solo cameo, wasn't? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I just like it. it's me liking Harrison Ford. I was like, when I when I saw him coming, I was surprised. I was like, I the only question I had was how much did they pay Harrison Ford? Mm-hmm. For that, a maybe lot. two minutes of screen time. A, a lot, I bet. I yeah, and that's what kind of bums me out. But um, I, and I, I even th- he's got to finance his plane <laughs> obsession. He keeps crashing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just remember that when I saw it, that was the first thing that came to my mind was, and and also it's like I thought you hated Star. What are you doing here? It's like that one kid that always talks trash about you guys, and then you finally don't invite him, and then he comes anyway, and he was like. Oh, he why said, are you, you here? Want, why are you here? Don't be here. You're we all hateration We have a us. friend who does that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I just, I didn't, nothing in this movie seemed like it wanted to work. Yeah. And it, it just kept going on. Like they're fighting on horses on a spaceship. Okay. Space horses. They have the, the ships. Can't, the, there's just a endless fleet of star destroyers that now all have death star guns on them. They all have planet killing weapons. Yeah. And the way the planet gets destroyed in the, 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 the example planet, Kajimi gets destroyed by one of them to show him like what, what these ships are capable of. Um, but I'm like, all of them have it. Like what, why do you need Kylo to be anyway? Uh, Palpatine needs one of them to kill, him in order to he needs ray to no he needs to transfer his 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 mojo onto somebody else but he needs someone else to kill him for some reason well, he needs ray to kill him so that his he oh will, yeah he'll be atta- attached to her and she, i mean she's like no thanks yeah it's very uh i do like the whole feel of exegol like the design and the, the sound design to it and everything I thought Exegol was really cool. The way, like the lightning makes like these really weird, like, weird blood curling screeches type of deal. I mm-hmm. thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I mean, what's funny? I did mention this to you because someone had, uh, actually, or the, a YouTube or Instagram post pointed out to me that after the interaction with Han Solo, um, Adam Driver does not have one single dialogue for the entirety of the last part of the movie. Yeah, one line, no more. He doesn't say another word. The last thing he says is "ow," right when he jumps from the floating platform onto like the world's biggest chain. Yeah, seriously. And he says "ow," 
And that's the last thing that you hear from that's probably it. the universally well-liked thing from everybody. Yeah, most people liked Kylo. Everybody liked Kylo Ren. I don't think there was one person that had an issue with Kylo Ren other than the fact that he... Killed Han Solo. Yeah, that was pretty much it. But he had to. You know, that was like the one thing that has to make him solidify as like he is evil. Like everybody did like how he was struggling with being good and being bad, doing the right thing, doing the wrong thing. So I think, you know, having him not really do much at the end was just kind of like he does some stuff like he beats up the the knights of ren cool yeah um he gets absolutely yeeted off of the mountain mm-hmm. at the end you know we'll deal with you later i didn't for a second think that he was gonna die like that yeah i didn't think he was gonna die the other way too but it was very uh it was just really weird um palpatine wants ray to kill her him him so that he can go into her to become Empress Palpatine, so he can influence whatever. Um, and then he just he decides to start, you know, force zapping her. And um, then she uh, has the power of having two lightsabers in her hand that are able to become more powerful or make it make it so where that he is unable to stop shooting his own lightning at himself. Very much like you know a, a trick she probably mastered from master windu her himself mm-hmm. why are you you're clearly getting yeah, her electric her dad she see they're really i told you i mm-hmm. told you but you're clearly getting electrocuted and you're getting hurt by electricity electricity you should probably stop shooting electricity out of your hands he, he doesn't know any better that's happened twice to him now so he now electrocutes himself so bad that he blows himself away mm-hmm Making Ray technically still kill him. Yeah, which is which is what she wanted. Yeah, but she really just but I worked. think she wanted him to stab him. No, she <laughs> there's a certain you gotta stab me and make this stab little me hole right so I here. Can get right in there. Yeah, See? I need somewhere yeah. to leave my body. Yeah. I got, you gotta drain me first and then I'll go into you. Um but she, he uh, he says that you have to strike me down in anger, and you will become a true Sith, basically. So, so she has she to struck do him it. down heroically. I guess she struck him down with two lightsabers that's in the heroic. X formation. That's that's that's, that's no that's no joke. Yeah. Uh, that's like a sideways crucifix. That's like, um, and then uh, Ben climbs up, shimmies back up, and um. Still didn't say a damn thing. Like, whoa, that was that was a kicker, huh, Ray? Yeah. No, they um, have the second most unromantic kiss. Well, no, no, no. He he brings her back to life. Oh yeah, because he she, force heals her. Yeah, which she yeah. he returned the favor because she stabbed him earlier, yeah. lightsaber wise, mm-hmm. right into the mm-hmm. tummy, mm-hmm. and so she healed him using the force. Stupid. Yeah. And so yeah, what she did killed her. And she he, talks to all of the Jedi right before she's about to die. Yeah. She hears Hayden Christensen's voice. Here's um, Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, McGregor, and Alec Guinness. Frank Oz, Alec Guinness, Ahsoka uh, from the Rebels. Some recurring actors and actresses that were playing. I think the the character that played Kiati Mundi and mm-hmm. um, Aura Singh and all. That. Not Aura Singh. She was the uh, the one that had the Plo Koon. Uh, no, not Plo Koon. Uh, the one that had the head tails, the Twi'lek that had the head tails. I forget. Anyway. Shock T. Shock T, I think it was. Um, yeah. Kit Fisto. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, we get that really awesome uh, Definitely badass. Yodel. Yeah, Definitely badass. <laughs> uh, we get that badass line, the best delivery of a line ever. Um, you know, I am all the Sith, and I am all the Jedi. Double what is, lightsaber. What does that? What does that mean? I don't. Are they all coming into Ray? They all just a. Yep. It's a zip zap. Is a Jedi sandwich inside of Ray? I don't know. Um. Anyway, yeah. So she, um, comes back to life, and then, her and Kylo look at each other for a minute, and then they kiss. Unearned, even though more earned than any of the. I other felt like honestly, like, they, I I wouldn't be. It would be just as um natural if they're having that moment right in the middle of the movie they both pick up the script and say oh kiss okay yeah. i thought it would have been because more, it's so unnatural it would have made more sense if he threw up all over because <laughs> i don't think he knows how to talk to girls yeah he's very mean i don't think her. he's ever kissed a girl never maybe his mom i mean he's han solo's kid yeah <laughs> um and he dies yep. and, and then he dies because he gave her the rest of his life for us because he was already living on borrowed time yeah, Leia also dies. Again, the Carrie Fisher stuff was really difficult to watch because we all knew that she died. And even if she even if you didn't know that she died, this is for the generations. Um, you know, this is for 50 years in the future when kids are still listening to our podcast. Um, she dies unfortunately before the filming of this movie. Um, and they used unused footage from The Force Awakens, I think. Um, and they CGI'd her face over a body actor, and they wrote this script around the lines that she has. So it's very out of the blue and random things she yeah, says. Yeah, very weird. Yeah, and they do that thing where somebody else, you know, like when you have like a a dialogue back and forth with somebody. It's like she's speaking for herself. Like there are some things. Oh yeah. It's like I know, like she was talking to Ray and Ray and Leia because Leia was helping her train, and uh, she can't figure out how to communicate with the people before her or whatever. And she's like, "I know, I know what you're gonna say. I'm cutting myself off from the force. I know you're." And I was like, "That let her say it. Let her say it. You know, because then she goes." Never underestimated droid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was really out of the blue there, JJ. Yeah. That, again. Because we only had so much to work with. Yeah. So very. It's but like, very the, yeah, the way yeah. she turns around and she says, Ray. Yeah. It's like, you, sounds like you weren't listening to her. Yeah. A little bit. You know, and I get it. Yeah. It's, diffi- like, it's difficult, you know. Or she's like, um, uh, right when Ray's about to leave on the, you know, the MacGuffin adventure, she was like, there's so much I have to say that I still need to tell you. And Carrie Fisher's old. Uh, old footage says, "Tell me later." Yeah, it's almost like that. None of that seems natural at all. Yeah, and, and you're gonna. That's hard too. I know, you know it's hard, but it's just at that point, just say that she died off screen. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be really difficult. You know, like like Chadwick Boseman. You know, like they're gonna. We don't know what they're gonna do for Wakanda forever, but they're most likely gonna say he died off screen. Which is, you can do that. She was older, you know. You can maybe say that it's affected, you know. Like in the opening crawl, it's a sad time for the rebellion or resistance because Leia, Leia died. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then whatever. But, yeah. And then um, Lando just comes Chill. in out of nowhere. with a, a, the, the most ships I've ever seen in a space movie. 
my god does he come out i was like is this every ship in the like the universe that's here it was and didn't you guys like five minutes ago didn't want to help out at the battle of crate because that was like two years ago yeah but now and you guys had the the legend build yeah i i don't know like half their fleet was destroyed at crate and you could have easily taken out, you know, the high command because both the new supreme leader and his officer were both there on crate. You guys could have swooped down with your all those ships and helped killed them everybody and got got it done with. You could have inglorious bastards them at the end of that movie. Yeah, lit everything on fire. But now that the that the galaxy has, or now that the first order have many many ships at the ready with planet killing devices attached, you know, taped to them. Now you guys want to come? Well, then they don't have an option. I'm, it's that or be killed. I I guess. I it just yeah. Anyway, it is what it is. I give this movie four out of uh, ten stars. I give this. I don't want to give it a score because you know what? I'm not going to give it the, the time of day because it didn't give me the time of day to be a good right. story. That's fair with me, man. I um, yeah. I mean, we both agree. This is the least good of the new trilogy the sequels and we are pretty much in quite a bit of uh agreement uh throughout most of the things we had problems with through this trilogy that being said we've talked about star wars for a while today two hours and 36 minutes i knew this was gonna be the longest one because of all the problems that we had with it but i will say the one thing because usually with our reviews we'll usually say what was our favorite thing was our least favorite thing we just got through today a lot of the bad things. I will say, I already mentioned that my one... Kylo. Yeah, was Kylo. Yep. I did like his story. I did like Adam Driver. I mean, this really put Adam Driver on the map. So yeah. it was it was a good interpretation. You know, everything, his design, you know, his voice, every everything that he was supposed to represent was good. His his gray crew necks, uh, long sleeve mm-hmm. shirt in, mm-hmm. the, in, the, in the last fight. Yeah, he, he wore the hell out of a tunic, <laughs> I, I can tell you. Yeah, Kylo for me too. Yeah, so, but I mean, give us your opinion on like there are some people that stand by that the sequel trilogy is what they think is Star Wars. They they will grow up eventually, but it it everybody has their own opinion. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's tell us what you think. Yeah, tell you us your have, favorite, uh, tell us your least favorite. Yeah, if you guys have uh, anything to add, if you guys have comments, questions or concerns, what do you think us, of Plo Koon? And we've established that his last name is Coon, not Clune. I just, I, I. What if it's like the right opposite? Like, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, her name is Mulan. It's Fa Mulan. So what if his last name, or what if his first name is Coon and his, his last, last name, name is Plo? Right? Plo? Yeah. Still sounds Star Wars to me. No, no, his first name's Coon. Yeah, I say it still it's, sounds Star Wars-y to me. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, what if his first name was, isn't Plo Coon? What if it's... I don't... Then they, they'd they be typing it like wrong. like Fa Mulan. My not, entire you know, life. Their their family name comes before the first name. Okay, Solo Han. Anyways. Skywalker Luke. Yep, now we're doing it. Leia Princess. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Organa <laughs> Leia. <laughs> Princess isn't her last name. name. You don't know that. She's adopted. Yeah, by She's a no family one. with the name Organa. Yeah. Skywalker Ray. Skywalker Ranch. <laughs> All right. Well, that just about does it out of us. Yeah. We thank you for checking us out. Esteban, where can they find us? You guys can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Working on other platforms at the moment, but those are the 
areas that you'll be able to find us. Um, but yeah, we'll make our return to Instagram soon. Yeah. And when we do, we'd love for you to follow us. All of you. In the meantime, we're going to check on out by saying thank you for listening to our podcast and our Star Wars review of the sequels. And uh, don't forget, we do have the original trilogy and prequel trilogy episodes up now. But that'll do it for us today. For the Partners in Crime, as always, I am Alex. I'm Esteban. And we will catch you cats on the flip-flop later. Good night, Gotham. (laughs) 